Hey guys, it's Carrie and Zach here from the Coffee and KOs crew. And Zach, I got a question for you. You ever wake up on a Sunday morning and think, man, I'll cook the family some breakfast this morning? Yeah, a time or two. Have you ever noticed how you throw the sausage links up on the griddle to one side, you throw the eggs up on the griddle to the other side, you never cook them touching? No, you don't ever want them to touch. It's weird. Yeah, I agree, man. I just, and, and it got me to thinking, why do we do that with our underwear? I have no idea. That's a really good question. Uh, yeah, I think it is too. But let me tell you, fellas, Sheath has solved that problem. They have come out with men's underwear with not one, but two pockets to keep your eggs and sausage separated. Thank goodness. This has been a problem for way too long. I can't believe it took, I'm 26 years old, 26 years at least, to come up with uh, something so intelligent. The material is great. Everything about Sheath underwear is amazing. And what's even better, we have a promo code. Promo code COFFEE and KOs. If you use the promo code COFFEE, the letter N, KOs, at checkout, you get 20% off your entire order. It's a hell of a deal. And let me tell you, the underwear are well worth it. So make sure you go to sheathunderwear.com. Promo code COFFEE and KOs. Make sure you separate the sausage and the eggs. And make sure you sheath your dagger, sheathunderwear.com, coffee and KOs promo, 20% off. Go get yourself the most comfortable underwear in the world, and don't forget to sheath your dagger. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Coffee and KOs show. We're preview show, and the band is back together after a week off. I hope everyone had a Merry Easter. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we're back. Big card this weekend, but guys, so much stuff to talk about today. And in this week off, we've really had so much news, so many fights come out, um, so many things happen. But first for things first, Steve and Kieran, how was the Easter? Easter was uh, Easter was pretty solid. You know, it's it's weird in the COVID times. You can't really do too much, but we still we had a, a little mini feast going on there. And I was actually not gonna lie, I was a little hungover on Sunday, so I uh, I was just tired all day and just ate a ton of food. So I can't can't complain too much. Kieran, uh, me, I uh, I had a migraine, so uh, I didn't go to my family uh, my family gathering. My head hurt like crazy, uh, and then I uh, Uber eated some uh, Popeyes chicken sandwiches spicy variety and uh, that was it yeah that was my easter so it was pretty fun it's pretty good <laughs> that's phenomenal nice. i love that yeah and uh you know i was i was you know i feel like this was a good week to kind of have an off week you know it's very few and far between really since covid's happened the ufc really hasn't had many off weeks so uh you know it's like one of those things where you get the off week and now i'm ready for fights to start happening again and and this week is a like good it. card you didn't like it? I didn't. I didn't like the week off, man. I was missing it. Saturday was kind of, I don't know. It was, was kind of bleh without it all. You know, I think you're like waiting for it, the, and it uh, just never happened. I think we got the Villanova, or not, not the Villanova, but the Gonzaga buzzer beater on Saturday. It was like the only sports thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, 
we had March Madness. We had both of those yeah, games back to back, so they did fill it a little bit there. But yeah, I, we were missing it for sure. I don't think the fight fans to, to, to CTE being created on, on right nonstop on fifteen times in a row on national yeah, exactly. television. Yeah, I feel like I had a lot going on. So for me, I feel like I kind of needed that week off. Um, you know, I'm back to work full time, which I haven't been in a year. So for me. Things are a little bit uh, hectic, so I kind of needed that week off. But definitely by like Friday, Saturday, I was like, "Man, like we have nothing going on on Saturday, so it's kind of, <laughs> kind of weird." But uh, Nico says, "Hey there, happy WrestleMania week! It's going to be a nightmare trying to watch MMA on the busiest wrestling week of the year." Is it really I'm WrestleMania sorry. week? Yeah, I'm I think sorry, it is. Nico, but uh, I'm picking MMA, UFC, any any probably MMA over WrestleMania, you know, and that you know me at at eight, nine years old is not saying that, but me now as a 26 year old, I am saying that I listen, wrestling is not the same back in the attitude era, man, when stone cold was giving the finger to people drinking beer and, and, you know, stuttering everyone. I'm yeah. all in on that. And DX telling people to suck it. Now I can't watch this, this prima Donna type wrestling stuff. And the wrestling isn't even as good. The wrestlers suck nowadays. They're more athletic now but the way that they wrestle is so shitty that I'm just I'm so disinterested in it. Uh, so that, and the storyline sucks. The antics are gone too. Like the crazy wild antics they used to do, I feel like have just been maybe overplayed Honestly. at this point. They have nothing new to do. I remember Edge and Lita were going to have the live sex show, you know, and my yeah, twelve-year-old ass was extremely excited for that, you know. But I, I don't know. Is yeah, it, it it went away. Carlito used to come out spitting in people's face, but now we have coronavirus and shit. You just can't uh, can't have these things nowadays. Yeah, what's funny is actually on every night, my son is three, going to be four, and he loves to watch wrestling. But I won't let him watch any of the new shit. I only let him watch the old stuff. So we started <laughs> we started from ninety eight. We're on ninety nine, but now see WWE Network is now gone. It's no longer a thing. They moved oh, man, to Peacock. Really? They moved to Peacock TV. Oh, those son so of those bitches! They don't have the old old stuff on there yet because they're going through and reviewing it, and they're getting rid of like anytime there was a racism type storyline, they're getting rid of it, and uh, so it's not going to be on there for a while. So they're even getting rid of uh, some stuff like that. But yeah, on Peacock TV now. Yeah, and I. I guess if you're a Bellator fan too, right? Didn't Patricio win on was it Friday night? So there was there was oh, some yeah, MMA yeah. action going on. So I guess that was pretty big. And then that's I, yeah. this weekend too, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I I think Patricio Pimble is probably the best fighter outside of the UFC right now. And AJ McKee's yeah. not bad either. They're setting up that featherweight matchup, so that's pretty that's pretty exciting. But yeah. Yeah, I don't watch Bellator. I'm gonna be honest with you. I couldn't even find it. I, I even tried to. I tried to. Where it's is on it? Showtime. You can only oh, get it on Showtime. Showtime would, now. Yeah, that would they be switched. why. Because who the hell has Showtime aside no, from Shane? Literally, no one. No one has Showtime because it's such a shit service. Like, put it on somewhere else. Uh, I even tried to illegally stream it because Scott Coker hasn't come out and said anything about illegally streaming. So I tried to find it. And uh, I couldn't even find it. it. wasn't even on the on the thing. I was like, streaming. not even oh, the really? streamers. I, I, I'll, I'll send you a website. Don't worry. I, right. I, I, know I mean the, the one that so I got the one that I use from Steve, and normally yeah. everything is on there. It wasn't even on there. Mm. It was incredible. Like that's how you know Bellator sucks. Oh, so yeah. Boston comment says it was free. Oh, it on was Hulu on YouTube. YouTube. It was oh, on YouTube. Yeah, they had, they had the main card on YouTube. That is true. That's actually oh, awesome. Man. I do that's have Hulu, cool. and obviously everyone has YouTube, but I have YouTube TV. I went on YouTube TV, but I didn't see it on there. So I was like, well, if it's not on yeah. YouTube TV. It's probably not on, you know what I mean? But 
Yeah, Bellator needs to do a better job promoting because that's they don't, pretty they bad. Do a shit you job couldn't find it. it. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah seriously. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's fucking bad. Uh, anyway, this week lots of stuffs happened, and I kind of want to start before we get into the matchups. I just want to talk about what the hell is the UFC doing with the Ultimate Fighter? This show takes a hiatus. It goes away. Okay, basically because the Contender Series kind of takes over, so it goes away. And now you're bringing it back, and it's kind of been hyped up. You got you got the UFC fans all hyped up for the Ultimate Fighter, and you end up kind of ruining that hype with Volkanovski and Ortega, like that to me. And it's so odd. Like I almost feel like no fighter wanted to be the coach on the Ultimate Fighter because this fight was already supposed to happen. Like it was already supposed to happen last week, and now that fight got canceled, and now all of a sudden they're your coaches, like. I thought truthfully that they had the coaches already in place and they were just like waiting to make an announcement. It seems to me no one wanted to be the coach of the ultimate fighter. Yeah, th- this was stupid. I mean, they had they just had a botched opportunity with anyone in the welterweight division. Like, give me Usman, Masvidal, Masvidal, Colby, Colby, Usman. Like, there were so many other coaches they could have had in this and they just totally dropped the ball on it. Ortega Volkanovsky, my expectations are very, very, very low. I mean, it. Who wants to be on 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 the Ultimate Fighter? You got to stay in Vegas for however long and coach a bunch of guys who really aren't. I mean, good. Like, 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 <laughs> like I mean, out of out of all of the the Ultimate Fighter contestants, maybe two last in the UFC nowadays, especially since the talent pool's so diverse now, especially with all these other promotions popping up left and right and fighters getting signed. But I mean, I think the biggest problem is you got the least marketable UFC champion and Alexander Volkanovsky and honestly, one of the nicest guys and non-confrontational guys and Brian Ortega to be on this show. Like I, what sense does that make? None. It makes absolutely no sense at all. I understand you might want to try to build their brand, but who's going to be genuinely interested to watch Alexander Volkanovsky and Brian Ortega host this show. You know, the show was already struggling for views and now you take, the least marketable UFC champion in personality, Alexander Volkanovsky, and put him on the show that was struggling for views in the first place. I don't know. I, I really I, I thought I thought Dana White's contender series killed off the ultimate fighter. I really hope right. that this does. I it's it I mean it, it was a good concept at first, but this is just this is just I don't know, dumb. No, it, it's a fun show. Like I, I do enjoy going back and watching some of them when you have like Rampage, uh, Rashad Evans, and then like Conor McGregor was with Uriah Faber, and it's those are fun. But like you're tuning in for the coaches. You're really not tuning in. The fights are fun; they're okay, but you're tuning in for the coaches, and this is just not moving the needle for me. I'll tune in, I'll watch it, but like I said, expectation super low. Yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm not excited about it now. I was pretty excited for it to come back because it's like one of those nostalgia things. Like I feel like you know the Ultimate Fighter was such a big deal years ago, and so like yeah, they're bringing it back. It's gonna be awesome. And then like that, like I like Volk. I like Volk. I do, but he's he's one. I would say honestly, he might be the least marketed champion in the UFC. Like he's just not marketed at all. And I like Ortega, and I think I think Ortega is more marketable than Volk, but even so, like he hasn't even really got to that level yet. Like for me, when you have when you have like Steve said, everyone's there for the coaches, and 
there are so many better coaches that they could have done rather than this. I would have do Leon Edwards, Nate Diaz, put those guys literally, on there. Like, literally better. I mean, don't be wrong. Nate Diaz wants nothing to do with anyone. He doesn't no. want to coach anyone, but I mean, that would be pretty sick. Then they had like the Connor Habib talk for a while. Going to be coaches. It was just, it's so weird that it just, those two ended up being the coaches. Like that is the most like buzzkill news probably of the week. No, I think, I, no, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I just they, – they, literally any other UFC champion other than maybe like Figgy would have would have done it right. for me. I Shit. I mean, you could – tell me this isn't a, a freaking great idea, right? Tell me this isn't a great idea. Amanda Nunes versus Valentina Shevchenko, ultimate fighter coaches. Yes. Let them take off great. some time and build up to a huge fight. That'll do ratings, you know? Hey, I, like, it just doesn't – I don't know. Why not do Piotr Jan Aljamain Sterling in the rematch? That Honestly. would be absolutely electric. John there's Jones, so many, so it. many. Right, there's so many other options. So many. Right, yeah, Peter Jan versus Aljo would have been freaking phenomenal. Phenomenal. I just, I don't know. But now you have a guy that's fought once in what the past two and a half, three years, in Brian Ortega, yep. and you have a champion that's probably the least well known in the UFC. And not a very exciting one at that, like yeah, in his fighting and his personality. He's, he's just extremely good. Like he's great, technical, whatever, but he's not really a draw. You know, I don't know. Nico says, what's even weirder when you think about it is why you go back to this format when Dana is just going to do a shit job of promoting these fighters once they get out of the, the ultimate fighter house anyway. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like how many early on, like the early on, like UFC, the first one, the second one, like those guys were promoted pretty well and, and actually lasted, but that was when the talent pool was so much lower than it is now. Like the contender series, I enjoy that. And we've already seen contenders. I mean, we've seen a lot of flops as well, but yeah, we've seen a lot of guys. Yeah, it, 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 is, it is. It is. <laughs> Especially like, I, I feel like you look at like a lot of the heavyweights that end up going. Like we saw Vandera, we saw Parisian, like those guys really. Kimbo Slice when they put him in it. Yeah, well, I'm talking about I'm talking about contender yeah, series. Like, oh yeah, yeah, sorry, uh, sorry. Yeah, not Kimbo Slice is not the contender series. I feel like a lot of the heavyweights. Like, I was like, shit, Kimbo came back from the dead to fight the contender series. You talking about baby slice? Uh, no, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I do agree with uh, Kieran a little bit. I do feel like it is getting a little bit stale. I, I like it, I think, more because it gives me like some MMA to watch during the in the middle of the week more than anything else. Not necessarily. The talent, it's more so something to watch in the middle of the week, especially they normally do it when, aside from baseball, there's really nothing else on. So I think it's a good time that they do it. But but also yeah, with COVID know. too, you kind of have to imagine there could be easily some complications going on. And if someone gets COVID, it shuts down production. This could get dragged out. I just could see this kind of being a nightmare well, in, in multiple different ways. Yeah, well, this is, this is the thing that frustrated me the most. How Look at how slow this division is moving anyway. You know, right. like this, 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 I mean, no top contenders are fighting each other. The Zabit hasn't fought since 2019. I mean, nobody, nobody at the top is fighting each other. Max is looking for fights and he's willing to take them. Calvin Cater and Max Holloway have been pretty much the only active contenders. I guess you could throw a Korean zombie in there, but no one in the top five is moving. So like the next title shot's kind of like, oh, whatever. Like Zabit probably deserves the next title shot more than Brian Ortega does after coming back from one win and then now getting it, you know? Now you delay that process even more. This fight could have happened on UFC 262 that only has one title fight and it's for a vacant title. This fight card could have happened on 263, the June card. But now we're going to wait three to four months for them to film this and it's going to happen in late summer. Yeah. Why? Like, why? 
that you just delay this division. And I understand people have to fight and matchups need to be made. So maybe they're delaying it more so a clear number one contender gets found. But at the same time, like you got guys like Yair Zabit who haven't fought. Brian Ortega's fought once in the past three years. Dan Ige and Calvin Cater have been like, okay, we want to fight everybody, but no one wants to fight. I mean, it, the division's moving super duper slow. And, and now you're delaying the process even more by 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 making this ultimate fighter thing happen. I it just I, it it pissed me yeah. off every which way. I don't even know in which way it was a good move. Like I can't think of like when you look when we're breaking it down, it's literally wrong in like every single way. Yeah, I, it it was it was just dumb. But I mean, at least the girls are good to see handsome Squidward Brian, Brian Ortega out there. <laughs> Um, I, I do want to take this uh, show to um, Cage Fury Fighting Championship here for a second and talk about Katag uh, Palive, who lost his finger in a fight on Bro. Friday. That Ow. was so. So funny thing is, I'm so I thought that, or it was, I was on April Fools. I swear that this was an April Fools joke. Like I'm sitting here, I'm like, there's no way this man lost his finger. CM first off, CM Punk is on commentary for Cage Fury Fighting Championship. What? Yes, CM Punk is on commentary for that. I might have that to is, I might that, have <laughs> that was my that was my first react. So I'm reading an article about a guy losing his finger, and then I saw CM I saw in the headline CM Punk commentary, and it instantly I was drawn in. I'm like, this this is incredible. Like I didn't think that he had anything to do with MMA whatsoever. Plus, what the hell does he even know about MMA to be commentating on it? Uh, but anyway, yeah. So this man got kicked in his finger, and it was basically dislocated. Then his opponent grabbed his like they were like kind of in like uh, I don't know, almost like in the clinch, and he like grabbed his finger, and his finger got ripped off clean. And I'm like. I'm like, what? No, like, no, this is they showed a picture. This dude's finger is gone and they couldn't find it. So CM Punk is like, wait a minute. His finger is gone. Like his finger, like he, his finger is literally gone. They couldn't find it. They make an announcement in the arena that for people to look for the finger. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're like, everyone, look at the, uh, everyone, your seat. everyone needs to, everyone needs to look it's like for Oprah. Everyone see look under your seats. <laughs> you get a finger. You get a finger. So, so what's funny is the finger was in his glove. It had, it had gotten detached and went in his glove. And to make it even crazier, he wanted he was mad the fight got stopped. He wanted to keep fighting. He didn't know. He did not know his finger was gone. How? How do you not know your finger is gone? I get like a little bit of baby scratch, like a paper cut on my finger, and I'm bitching about it. This man lost his whole finger and is fine and he wanted to keep fighting. And you know what he, what's no, even worse? He lost by TKO. <laughs> like not only did you lose your finger, but you technically lost my TKO. That is just man, that's a kick in the nuts. If I ever, if I ever that's, heard one, man. That's... I, no, they found the finger in his glove, though. Yeah, yeah. like the first they, place they, you should have yeah. checked to begin with. Yeah, yeah, before making the announcements. Wrap his glove. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, man, that's uh, you. We just keep saying like we've seen it all. We've seen it all. The dude's ears falling off was that not too long ago, and now the guy's yeah. fingers falling off. It's like what? What is next? Like the guy's nose is gonna get pushed in, and he'll just lose well, his we nose forever. We already saw that with Mike Perry, kinda. That was pretty true. Nasty. Over him, he got the split lip open, like all these Anderson things. Cracked his leg in half. 
Oh boy. Yeah. I'm waiting for a cup shot to hit so hard that a dude's like testicle just falls out. Of his just deletes. Sack. It just is gone. <laughs> it just goes up and is gone. If the UFC doesn't fix these gloves, these eye pokes are gonna get real bad, man. We're gonna yeah. see an eye on the canvas. They're gonna be the guys' eye will be lost. Oh, hey, his bro, finger will be I'm, lost in his the eye. Thing, that's the day I stopped watching MMA. I'm not gonna lie. That's that's the that's the <laughs> line being crossed. Well, you imagine watching Bilal Muhammad's like eye just fall out after that fight with Leon Edwards. Oh. Michael Bisming's oh. be like, here, I got I got one for you. Just I got my extra in there, backpack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh <laughs> goodness, yeah. I had to bring that up, man, because when I saw that, I'm just like, that's freaking sick. Like that is, it. and they got it. it they reattached sick. it. They reattached it. He's fine. They think that he's going to be able to fight again. Absolutely crazy. I like I like I said it was on April first, and I'm like, there's no way. Like this is a lie. Yeah, that's, and I that's kept a funny joke. Into it. It's hilarious. I was like, holy shit, this man really did lose his finger. Absolutely crazy. Uh, Czech Congo need Merka or Crocop's uh, balls so hard that oh, it went shit. inside his own body. Good God, that could happen. Uh, oh yeah, this is also true. The dude fought the whole round. Like the, the, his finger got detached because he didn't know, right? Like he literally yeah. didn't know it was gone. And then the as you said, the announcer was like, "Dude, I think no way you're a blood, your blood that much that it's just like, oh, shut up, don't know." But then again, John Jones didn't know that he broke his toe. Like he snapped his toe off until after the fight was over, and he like looked. He was doing his interview with Joe Rogan, looked down, and was like, "Oh, <laughs> my toe is go. like almost about to fall off." Yeah. Oh my god, I, I don't know. Also, callback. Brendan Schaub said, uh, "Check Brendan Schaub back in like I think 2017 said that Francis Ngannou was just another Czech Congo." Just wanted to take this second to get on Brendan Schaub's <laughs> Boom roasted. I know. <laughs> uh, would would curved gloves prevent the the finger injury? Uh, I don't know because the, the fingers are still going to be semi-exposed. Yeah, they're always going to be exposed. Yeah. I don't think I don't think you can stop finger injuries because, from happening. I mean, especially with kicks coming and yeah, if someone throws a kick and you put your arm up and it like basically what it did is just graze his finger. Obviously, it's coming in at a pretty good speed, so I mean, it's going to break your finger instantly if it catches it right. And uh, yeah, so I don't know if the curved gloves would help that. Uh, the hands got to be exposed because you got to be able to, to throw up subs and you know all that stuff. I mean, that's so. an that's an absolute freak occurrence like that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how you prevent that without just having completely closed gloves. That is just an insane thing to have happen. Uh, Nico says I once saw a Bellator event where two fights were stopped due to groin shots that left the receivers on the floor in tears. Oh, that's because God. they're sissies. I, <laughs> I remember there was like one Bellator. Bellator just is notorious for like subverting expectations in the worst way possible. Like, they just, every big card they have, it seems like it disappoints monumentally. Like, I remember uh, it was, like, a big deal that uh, Douglas Lima was going up to fight Gegard Mousasi, and it flopped hard as hell. They had, like, one, uh, like, heavyweight tournament fight that ended in a nut shot after, like, four awful fights. It was awful. I remember inviting my friends over to watch a Michael Venom Page card, and he, it was the one against Paul Daly. And I was like, oh, the main event's going to be crazy. And they all left before because it was so boring. And then that fight ended up being boring as hell. I don't know. Bellator is awful, yo. Bellator is, is awful. This I is why we don't do Bellator. Yeah. yeah. Bellator is just disappointing in every which way. I don't I'd, rather, like, I'd rather talk about one, one championship than Bellator. Wasn't one the Grand Prix this week? This weekend is like yeah. the big light it's heavyweight yeah. Grand Prix. I mean, yep. that's got... So that's the thing you you're gonna build that up in your head and it's gonna but like we're gonna be watching Bader up. versus Machida like right these guys I just just watch we, them to me like Machida has been a non-existing factor How in MMA for many many years now like he's a distant memory mm. the only thing exciting is you get 
Yoel versus Rumble. That's which it. I think it's like, well, shit, you know. But I'm telling you right now, Bellator will find some way to fuck this up. I'm I guarantee you that fight will be boring because it's going to be Rumble. I guarantee you it will. That that because Rumble's first time back, so he's going to be gun shy, and Yoel is always gun shy. And Yoel people... hasn't won a fight in like four years. Well, he is. Uh, he's just so tentative. Like he just he, lately, like he fights it's so been... tentative. Right. So I can. It's going to be a snooze fest. I mean, I'm going to tune in for sure. But uh, oh yeah. Also, last thing, Mighty Mouse is fighting uh, for one f- mm. this, this week. So tune into that. If you're awake at 6 a.m., that's when it'll be on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, on TNT. Which is like, hey, it's more yeah, it's, it's more available than, than Bellator. Yeah, it's better than Showtime. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. God. Showtime. All right. Let's get to to rate that matchup, Steve. Oh man, we got it. So I was going through all the, the matchups that were booked, and I, I think I must have just like blacked out for the last week because I missed pretty much all of these announcements, but they're huge. Um, we'll start with the we'll kind of bundle the first two here because not too long ago we had Leon Edwards taking on Bilal Muhammad. Both of those guys have found new fight partners. Be Nate awesome. Diaz. Nate Diaz is taking on Leon Edwards, which blows my mind because for Leon Edwards, I don't know what this really does to you except gives you exposure and a quick fight, but if Nate pulls this one off, man, you know, that's the number three contender right there. He's back into the mix. So I, I see what, from his point of view all day, Nate Diaz, I think Leon's going to run through him, to be honest. But I, if from like a one to five, I don't hate the fight because you can't really count Nate Diaz out ever. But I really think Leon hitting his peak right now, I think he's going to blow through him just kind of like Masvidal did. So I, I'll give this one like like a 3.25. <laughs> Oh, we're going decimal points yeah, here. I'm breaking that down. Uh, uh, go ahead, Karen. Uh, yeah, I, I would say, um, so taking my personal bias out of it, I'd say probably about like a 3.2 because it's not really that competitive of a matchup. But for me personally, to watch Nate Diaz go in there and get his ass whooped by Leon Edwards, it has to be a five, man. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I can't wait for this to happen. Nate Diaz has got to be one of the most overrated fighters. Oh shit! In, in, in at any time, I mean, I think I think he's good. I think he's skilled on the ground, and I think he's very good at outlasting his opponents by getting his ass whooped until they get tired beating his ass. Yeah. But I, I just got to say, this is this is just a huge step up in competition. He's going against someone that's taller than him. I think just as long as him or longer. He's longer, quicker than him, more technical than him, hits harder than him. I mean, I even think Leon could 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 wrestle Nate Diaz if he wanted to. I mean, I, I yeah. don't think that's the way to go, but if he wanted to, I think he could. I unless Nate pulls off some wicked, crazy. I mean, I, lo- I know you love the word wicked, Steve, but unless he pulls off just some crazy submission, this this fight is extremely one rounded or extremely one sided, and I just I can't wait to see Nate get embarrassed again. And I hope that he doesn't have some cut that ends the fight, so his legion of idiot fans are not just like, "Well, he just got the fight just got stopped early." He he loves getting his ass whooped for three rounds. Like, no. So we'll see. I can't wait for it. I think Leon takes him to the woodshed and spanks his ass. I I, I made the video with uh, with Lewis at Norton MMA, and we we both picked Leon to win by TKO, and all the comments are like, "Fucking Nate Diaz! Like, let's go! He's gonna whoop Leon." Those guys oh, are psychos. The way the way we get views is we're just gonna we're just gonna market this video as Nate Diaz is yeah. gonna get his ass whipped by Leon yeah. and and the Nate Diaz army will come for us. But I'll mm-hmm. take all the views in the world, all and day. I agree. 
I, I think I'm I'm happy that at least Diaz is fighting someone at 170 that is a 170 year. I was getting really annoyed at him calling for 155ers to fight him at 170, which is the only way he would possibly win a fight because he's not beating any of the 170 years. So um yeah i'm going leon in this one i'm gonna go three and a half though you know you gotta i get i get hyped up because you know it is it is funny as hell to hear nate diaz just talk on the mic because he is so stupid um so <laughs> i do i do love to to hear him speak on the mic and tr- to be honest with you though people are so high on diaz that if leon goes in and starches him in round one he's gonna get a title shot from it that's how high people yeah, are on nate diaz like, yes this is it's, a perfect fight for him to to put on his resume, and he goes out there and beats the shit out of Nate Diaz in one round. Mm. He's instantly got a title shot. So I know f- for you, Steve, you feel like it doesn't do anything for him, but the, because of Nate Diaz's name is such a household name, and he's so marketable that if he goes in there and beats the shit out of him, Leon now has all those Nate Diaz fans mm-hmm. on his side. Maybe not on his side, but not on his side, but they know him. who he is. And he an is. instant title shot. Now he's he's become mark like it's the same thing with Masvidal. He's become now marketable to those Diaz fans, and now they're gonna buy that pay per view to watch him fight Usman. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just it's a perfect yeah. move for him. Whereas the Kamzat fight was stupid for him. I think that that was way too risky of a fight. I still right. think he might have beaten Hamzat, but you know I think Hamzat's a little tougher than Nate Diaz at this point. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was a risky move. This is a perfect business move for Leon Edwards, and See, I think I, that it's going to pay off. The only thing is, I don't know if I know from a fan perspective, like the Nate Diaz army, the Diaz army, like goes all in for Nate Diaz. But is the UFC really going to hold that much weight for a Nate Diaz win yes. with Leon? Do you really? Like, yes. In today's world, where he just got his ass kicked by Masvidal, his win before that was against an old Showtime Pettis, and before that, he hadn't fought in three years. It, the, like, the thing is, though, actually it's going to make him more. It's going to make him more marketable. That's the thing. Do you think Masvidal he does really? Need does, that. Do you think Masvidal really deserves the title shot now? No, no but that was Hell only no. because Usman called him out. I think. But but, but Usman why, why? called him out because yeah. Masvidal is that marketable because yeah. of, and I, it all started with yeah, that no, no, Nate no, Diaz no, fight. Diaz fight. No, exactly. no, ma- no. Masvidal was big because of the Askren fight. I'm telling you, Masvidal got way bigger because of the Nate Diaz matchup. Yeah, I think that was big, but that I agree because the BMF thing they made it a whole event that was massive. Sold a ton of pay per views. He 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 went viral off of that Askren knockout. But let's be honest, a lot of casual fans didn't know who Ben Askren was, as much as everyone likes to believe that. But they didn't need to. They didn't need to. No, no, you didn't need to. But at the same time, when you get booked up to fight, I mean, yeah, I know when you when you get booked (laughs) to fight against Nate Diaz, especially for this BMF title or whatever they made yeah it was going to be a big deal anyway that's what took masvidal to the next level you think kamara usman versus jorge masvidal would have sold a million pay-per-views if he just would have gone straight from the ben Askren knee to the title shot no 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 yeah, hell I agree no like I not even close i like but uh, it was nate diaz that made that entire thing happen and the only I, reason why nate diaz is as big as he is is because he got that bit off of connor you know but, Same but do, reason why do you Poirier see that happening so that was a BMF. That was a massive event. Now they're the co-main event mm-hmm. at UFC 262 against Nate Diaz coming off of that loss. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I don't know if it's really going to build up that hype as much as it Nate did Diaz before. could lose 10 fights in a row and could be 50 years old. And people I'll, are still going to be all in on it. It's just something about his personality. It's not mm-hmm. – it's just so, – like Con, it's almost the same thing as Connor. Spider. Connor yeah. could literally lose five fights in a row and it's not going to matter. His fans are going to constantly make excuses and it's constantly going to be, and he's still going to sell pay-per-views. It's See, I, I just, 
I don't know if you can take that many losses in a row. But what I think is when you take a loss, there has to be some sort of excuse. So say Connor goes in there and gets dusted by Dustin again. There's no excuse for that. That's right. when I think you see that 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 downhill trajectory for him. Same with Nate Diaz after this one. If he goes in there and gets dusted against Leon, people can say, oh, he got lucky, blah, 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 blah. But if he loses again to the same fighter or whatnot, I think I think you see some issues. I honestly think Leon's going to go in there and freaking head kick him. I do too. But I, this will get him a title shot. I'm telling you. Because everyone's going to watch it. Every, Friendly I, wager. I, I bet you this is the thing. Who's going to watch Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards versus who's going to watch Gilbert Burns versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson? The hardcores love that Stephen Wonderboy Thompson versus Gilbert Burns. Sorry, I know that's like probably another thing that you Damn, had on your spoiler, list. Spoiler, man. You know, it's fine. The hardcores are going to want to watch that. But every casual fan is watching Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards. And when they watch Leon Edwards go in there and put a fucking show on him, completely destroy him, like Buzz saw right through him and becomes a meme for getting shit on, they're going to make that fight. Leon Edwards is going to get freaking 500,000 Instagram followers that night after beating him. It's it's gonna go crazy. I'm, I'm telling you, he's gonna get gonna, that shot. We'll, we'll gonna, see because Colby still has a too. The thing is, too, he needs that. He needs that. He, he does need, like, need it. Edwards needs, needs that it. because he doesn't have the following right now, and that's probably the biggest thing against him. He's the least. People well known. don't like him. Yeah, people don't like. They him. don't like. But him. if he goes in there and he shits on Nate Diaz, he gets the following. There's no excuse to not get I him agree. a title shot. That, that that honestly, at that point, it should have been ten wins in a row for him. It's gonna you cause know? a yeah. it's gonna cause a log jam because if Wonderboy or Burns wins, exactly, then you got and those Colby's guys possible for a belt. Then you got Colby, and the thing is, if Wonderboy wins, he's Colby should be fighting though. Colby should yeah. be fighting. Colby yeah. fucked up. It should be Leon versus Colby, or Lee. Colby versus Stephen Thompson, or Colby versus Burns. Exactly. Colby found Colby found a way to weasel out of three matchups. He weaseled Colby out is, of the Wonderboy Colby's one. turning he into the, out Leon. Of the Leon Edwards one, and he weaseled out. But people love Colby still. I, right. It doesn't make sense to me. People hate Leon for being on an eight-fight win streak and saying that he doesn't deserve the title. But Colby, who beat a guy that's now on a four-fight win streak and his only fight since getting stopped for the championship, is deserves it more. Like it, that doesn't make any sense to me. But at the same time, I, Leon Edwards is going to boost like crazy off of this matchup because Nate Diaz is going to give him that that launch pad. I agree. I, I think it makes a lot of sense for him to gain a ton of followers and, and he'll earn a ton of respect if he goes in there and finishes Nate Diaz, who's only been finished, I think, two times in his career. But I just don't think it's going to be enough to earn him a title shot unless it's like a round one starching viral knockout. I don't know. I just I don't see it with Colby being there and now with Burns and Thompson in there. If Thompson wins, how are you going to deny him a title shot? Like Colby's hanging in there. People are talking about Vicente Luque about about to get a title shot like. I don't know if Leon's going to earn it that quick. I don't see how they leapfrog. I mean, Leon already beat Vincente Luque. Yeah, that one to me is is out the window. The casual fans aren't going to care. The viewership is what matters. What makes dollars is what matters. And I think Dana proved that by booking Kamaru Usman versus Mazadal again. You know what I'm saying? So no matter who wins the Burns and Wonderboy matchup, people aren't going to be watching that like they're going to be watching Leon Edwards. Everyone's going to be like... Leon Edwards goes out there and beats Nate no matter how he does it. And he gets on the mic and he's just like, I want that fucking title shot. They're going to give it to him. They're going to give it to him. Whoever the champion is, unless somehow Masvidal beats Usman and then you get a trilogy. I think that's the scariest thing for the welterweight division. That creates the log jam. That creates the log jam. I agree. If the winner of of Wonder Boy and Usman, the winner of Wonder Boy and and, and Burns should fight Colby next. 
they should fight Kobe next. If they don't get a title shot immediately, fight Kobe next. That's boom, right. right there. That's a number one contender fight. And it's clear whoever deserves that in that's America's just, that's but Thompson for, coming that's off for Thompson, yeah. If, yeah, if Thompson goes Neil Luke beats Burns and then he has to fight Colby, people will be fucking outraged. Hey, Thompson will beat Colby anyway, to be honest with you. But I mean, like I Oh man. It's, I mean, it's tough. He's older, but at the same time, okay, sit out and wait. It's not like Col- Colby needs to fight someone at some point. I think I think Colby is is kind of screwing himself he's kind of doing the same thing leon did that got leon into the kind of water that right. he was in prior to coming back and fighting so i think colby's kind of screwing himself i like colby but he doesn't to me like if you're not active it's hard to it's hard to to solidify yourself a title shot or claim that you deserve a title shot yeah i i mean colby's just ducking fights left and right i don't think you deserve a title shot after beating woodley yeah, especially I agree. You know, like everyone's yeah. making their name off of off of Tyron Woodley, kind of like everyone yeah. made their name off of Damian Maya, like a forty, like old, out of your prime, losing to everyone because everyone's figured you out. I mean, no, I, I agree. He, he he can say all he wants about how he stopped Woodley and all this other stuff, but Luke finished him quicker than everyone else did. Does that right. mean that he? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. I I don't, I don't know. Well, Give me Luke Colby. It's, it's just crazy. I think what really Luke Colby. Up, <laughs> yeah, Luke <A>. Colby <laughs> would be fun. I, Kobe won't take that. I promise you. Hell no. Hell no. He won't, Kobe take, won't that. take that. He's he's scared, bro. I, I don't like saying fighters are scared, but like he he knows which matchups are favorable for him and he knows which ones aren't. Right. Well, he knows he's he can get the title him. shot again if he wants it. And if yeah. he takes a he's risky fight in the top five him. and loses it, he's, he goes he's, down. He's the backup right now for the welterweight title. Right. Yeah. Right. So say Usman pulls out. He's now fighting for an interim title against Mazadal. Will they do interim right. again? You yeah, they'll so? do interim. Of course, they'll do interim. They need something. They need a title on the line. That's because that division that is be so such a slow division. Well, credit to Usman for actually fighting pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, I like that he's moving along. Uh, nobody's beating Usman though. To be honest with you, no. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the next one. And you did name drop Demi Amaya there, so he's taking on Bilal Muhammad. I mean, this is a. You know, it's good for Bilal Muhammad. He's getting someone. I think Demi Amaya is still like a top 10 ranked fighter. He's eight. This is a goddamn snoozer. I'm sorry. It's a this snoozer. Without sucks. a doubt, it's a snoozer. <laughs> I'm not a fan of this fight. I mean, it's good for Bilal. Like, I'm, I'm happy for Bilal. He's going to get treated right. He's going to get a top 10 guy. He can now jump into the top 10 with the win. Demi Amaya is like 43 years old. Not looking forward to this one. I, I mean, I'd probably give this one like a two, which is tough. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going two on this one, man. Like, all right, cool for Bilal Muhammad, but like Kieran said earlier, a win over Damian Maya does absolutely nothing right. to me. Like, it's just a snoozer, man. Like, I'm glad Bilal's getting a step up after getting his eye poked out, but at the same right. time, all the people that said that he deserved an immediate rematch with someone that he was gifted a shot against in the first place, suck it. One, I'm with you yeah. on that. I'm with you one. on that. One. It's a one for me. Oh yeah, we we man. can move on from that one. That fight sucks. Yeah, I was just happy one. for Bilal to be honest, and it worked with the yeah. Leon Edwards it's getting a his guy. Matchup for him too, it's right? Like, I think, what I think what is Bilal right now ranked? Like 13 ten or or thirteen? Oh, yeah, he's thirteen. Up. No, he's thirteen. Yeah. You're right. Yes, yeah, so, I mean that's gonna. I mean that'll probably. What's crazy? Like God, uh, Kieran, you might be able to beat Damian Maya, bro. Uh, put I'm your, big. put your yeah. Put the, put I mean, smoked Ben Askren out. He's old. I, yeah, he he did beat Ben Askren. No, I, I don't want any problems with Damian Maia. Damian Maia is taking me down and choking me out. Bro, he's like, like Damian, I mean, I'm not going right to say, say, I'm not gonna sit here and say he's totally out. Like he if could I grew easily, up wrestling, 100% I beat him. But he no, could, he like, could sink in he something. Could, dude, he could submit Bilal. 
100 percent. 100 percent. 100 percent. The thing is, don't give me no, don't these... give me hope for this fight. Don't give me hope. For this fight, Steve. It's still <laughs> 1.1. 1. My thing is, just look at all these strict, you know, BJJ guys like Alinek and all that. Like those guys, they just when they're old, they wear one or two we... shots and it's done. They can't. Yeah. They the chin's Correct. just not going to be there. Me also, me and my friend Jose were talking about this the other day. The 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 era of oh, I'm a jujitsu practitioner. I'm going to come into the realm of MMA and win a championship. It's not. It's not happening anymore. It's not. Nope, no. Like I mean, anyone by the name Gracie gets an opportunity on a on a big stage, and they always just end up putting up the most boring fights of all time. Or what the hell happened to Kron Gracie? Kron, I, I mean, he, he got his promotions. ass whooped by by Cub Swanson. Yeah, that's, what that's true. I mean, it just. I mean, the only one I think with a chance is like Brian Ortega or maybe Ryan Hall because Ryan Hall literally fights like 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 a, someone spamming button or no, not someone spamming, but someone using cheese on a video game. Ryan Hall literally just goes out there and throws oh, yeah. kicks and then like rolls back to it. If he wins roll. the title like that, I'm fucking I'm I'm riding I'm at the UFC PI. That would be so funny though. If he I literally love, just played, bro, people love Ryan Hall. I love I'm like one of those Ryan Hall stands because yeah. I love him because he's <laughs> he's just he's hysterical like. Yeah, he's just funny as shit. So but man, I I like Ryan Hall's one of those guys I'm all in on, but I'm also like out on as well. Like because it's just... all fun and games until he wins a title fighting like that. Imagine Ryan Hall fighting Max Holloway. My man's thirty six and there's only two fights in the UFC time. though. Yeah, like yeah. thirty six, only two fights in the UFC. He's got like an eight and one record or eight and two record. Like what could have been, man? Honestly. Yeah. I mean, he is. That's actually a fight that we could talk about. Fight him though, because it's tough. You you can't box with the dude. He's not going to give you an opportunity. Like he will not give you an opportunity to punch him in the face. He's a better. He's a better Chase Hooper. Because he can actually. He can stand, dude. He can kick. His kicks are pretty good. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know. I just, I don't, I don't rate Chase Hooper at all. Oh no, he sucks. Yeah, no, that was an insult to Ryan Hall there. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that was an insult to to, to my boy Ryan. Uh, but but. I, I like Ryan Hall, and he's got a fight coming up. We could do rate that matchup on that one. He's got Ryan, uh, Ilya Taporia. Dude, Ilya Taporia is good. It's nasty. I think Ryan, really I love Ryan good. Hall, five. but I <laughs> <laughs> five. If five. He can, I want to see him get to the title, cheesing his way there. Like literally, it's it's just like playing EA UFC and just doing the same button combos that are unstoppable yeah. over and over and over again. That's the way he fights, and I love. He's him. a cheat code. Yeah, but Honestly. dude, Ilya, Ilya Taporia is a savage. His he's striking is good. so good, and he's not and even a striker. Yeah, that he just kind of developed striking. I think I love Ryan Hall, and I agree with Kieran. I'd love to see him fucking get to the belt, but. I think Ilya Taporia is going to steamroll through Ryan Hall. And I think because of Ryan Hall's inactivity, he might be getting cut if he loses. 36 years old, I mean, barely fights in the UFC. His fight, his fight style is to the is to the point where if he loses, he's going to get cut. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Dana is waiting to pull the trigger on that. I promise you. Yeah. I don't plus, know. he that, backs out of every fight. Like, yeah, I'm not even not that excited about that fight. fight. Yeah, nobody wants has... to fight him either, though. Like that's that's a tough part. Like, no one wants looking to for fight a fight. Him. No one wants to fight him because why would you? It's 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 awful to prepare for. <laughs> like, right. You have to kick from distance, and he's going to roll at your legs. And if you get close, he's going to fall on his back. It's going to snap your ankle off. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Good luck. If he gets grabs a heart, part of any body part, you're screwed. Yeah, you're, you're fucked. Yeah. He's going to just as soon rip as you it get off. close, he, he's pulling guard immediately. Yeah. Like it. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we still got, we're not even halfway through. Okay. okay so we got we to go got, quicker. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. We, we still got the Korean zombie taking on Dan Ige, which surprised me because I thought Calvin Cater for sure was going to get the Korean zombie in this one. And this is an awesome matchup. I love this. Dan Ige, we saw him for what, like 15 seconds. He's ready to go. 
Um, which I was surprised because he said he was going to take time off. I think he just had uh, like a baby recently. But Korean Zombie, he's coming off that tough loss against Brian Ortega. This makes all the sense in the world. I have no problem with this one. I think it's going to be an absolute banger. We finally see Dan Ige taking on someone that's more his level. I think this is going to be a good one. I got to give this like a probably like a four and a half. Yeah, I go four and a half. I'm I'm happy that Dan Ige, you know, put on the performance he did against Gavin Tucker, who we were high on Gavin Tucker, and it was we a were. nasty performance. And he put him to sleep, and he calls out Korean Zombie, and he gets it. I love that, and I think that was a perfect call out for him. It's it's you know working his way up. Ige never has a boring fight. Korean Zombie never has a boring fight. Mm-hmm. That fight is almost guaranteed fireworks. Um, I think I'm going to lean towards Ige in that one. Ige's got a hell of a chin. Um, and zombies kind of been, you know, he's a guy that seems to be kind of maybe declining a little bit. I mean, granted that the loss to, to Ortega is tough. Yair Rodriguez is tough, but you know, he's a little bit older. I, I kind of, I like Ige. I think Ige is a guy that could be a legit contender in that division. He's fucking built like a brick shit house too. Um, so I, I like Dan Ige a lot. I think it's a perfect, uh, perfect, perfect matchup by the UFC and perfect call out by him. And, I'm definitely pumped for that one. So, yeah, I go four and a half as well. I'll go four and a half as well. I mean, I think I'll just, I'll just do the same thing you guys just said. You said everything. Like, yeah, uh, they're both exciting. So, well, I, I know the next can. one. I'm not going to miss. The yeah. next one you'll get excited about. Mm. It's uh, it's your boy, Cyril Gan. Yes. Taking on Alexander oh, Volkov. I've been again. calling for this fight. Yes. yes. This, this again, makes all the sense in the world. You have two – whoever wins this, you know, deserves a title shot without a doubt. I know we're huge on Cyril Gaon. I'm actually not a huge Alexander Volkov guy. I think he's kind of a pushover, but we'll see what happens when he gets against uh, Cyril Gaon here who can pretty much do everything he can, and I think his ground game is going to be better than Volkov. So I think this is a five. I think this is an absolute banger. It makes all the sense in the world. Two very well-rounded fighters in the heavyweight division, which you don't really see too often. So – I'm 100% all in. UFC fight night, so they get their own lone spot here in June. Yeah, I, it's a five for me. You know, I already think Sorogan's going to be future UFC champion. I think if he gets by Volkov, he, it's it's, it's going to be I, – I don't think Volkov's his pushover, though. I mean, he's yes, put on a lot of size. What the hell, man? He's been, he, 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 does, he does a good job of managing distance. He's <laughs> tall and actually uses his jab and yeah. kicks pretty well. Um, I just think Sorogan is so much faster, more technical. But, I mean, it – you, Volkov can shock you here. It's heavyweight. You never know what's going to happen. But I, I mean, shit. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I think I think the UFC is protecting Derek Lewis from Surogan because they know that he'll get absolutely demolished and beat to bits in that fight. Um, so they're going to put him up against Francis, where he's going to get absolutely demolished and beat to bits. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I'm super excited for this. Get Surogan on the fast track to a heavyweight title shot. I think he's going to dominate the division for a long time. Um, I, the heavyweight title pictures crazy I, I don't know so murky we'll, we'll, we'll see it yeah it is it's just like because now i don't think they want to do john jones versus francis because they don't want to pay the man uh I, I i don't know i don't know what this is the thing though the winner of this fight what do they do next because they're definitely in line for a title shot yeah uh, you, 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 they're definitely they merit a title shot but i mean if you have francis versus Derek lewis then i think you might even see if they don't want to pay john jones you might have Francis versus Surreal Gone before you have Francis versus John Jones. And that would be a travesty because I think Surreal Gone's a real threat to beat anyone in this division on any given night. So I think the winner of this fight gets a title shot, but I think the winner of this fight, John Jones is going to get a matchup before. Because Derek Lewis, you can sell. He's pretty popular. He's funny, great personality. But the winner of this fight 
is going to get passed over by John Jones, in my opinion. I, I've given this fight a five out of five. I can't believe you said Volkov is a pushover, man. I said that because yeah, of the Curtis Blades fight for the he, most part, but I'm but just I'm not a huge listen. Fan listen, if if Cyril Gan decides to wrestle, I think Volkov is a thousand percent screwed. Like Volkov Volkov has zero wrestling game at all. Like he's not that is not his game whatsoever. He was taken down how many times by by Blades? I think Gan is going to have a strength advantage as well, but. I don't see it going to that point. I, I don't see it being a wrestling matchup. I really see Cyril Gaon is very confident in his stand-up. Volkov very confident in his stand-up. I, I like it. I think it's going to be a you know. I, I feel like a lot of times heavyweight fights are kind of like boring, and then you get that explosion where like a lot of crazy stuff happens. I could see like honestly a lot of volume thrown in this fight. I could see both guys really good kickboxers. Volkov is a little bit taller, Volkov's but Cyril Gaon is man. so big. Yeah. He's like six, six seven, seven, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That, that's, that's what concerns me. If, if Volkov was like 6'4", 6'5", Cyril Gaon would buzz right through him, in my opinion. But with the length, it's a lot. I mean, shit, Stefan, Stefan Struve has a knockout victory over Steve Miocic. Yeah. Like, people forget that. Like, that's a lot to deal with. You have to you have to be smart with it. But To, to me, we'll like, if, if, if Volkov is able to, like, land a couple jabs, like a jab at heavyweight is much different than any other division. Like, he lands a couple jabs and just kind of – Picks apart Cyril Gaon. I'm not going to say he he has no shot. I'm definitely going with Cyril Gaon when I'm when I make my pick. But if if Volkov comes in as a heavy dog, I'm throwing money on Volkov all day, just because he is a very good striker, super talented, great kicks. Um, and since he's got that new back tattoo, he has not lost. So I gotta <laughs> yeah, go. True. He's Volkov, huge too. Yeah, he's so big, weight. man. Yeah, I'll tell you I, this right like now Volkov. though. If Cyril Gaon goes in there and buzz saws. Like just just goes right through Alexander Volkov. No one's beating him in this division. Not Francis. I already think he'll beat John Jones. Nobody's beating him. I'm telling you right now, nobody's beating him. If he goes out there and he makes it look extremely easy, no one beats Zirogan in this in this division. Not for a yeah. long time either. Yeah, and I don't see it going that way. I do think Volkov is going to be able to hang. I think it'll go all five rounds. I don't think we're going to see a finish. Both guys, they do have power, but I think Volkov's smart. He, I don't know. He did just smoke over him, but I think for the most part. He's more of a decision guy, but we'll, I guess we'll see. I, I can't wait for it. But, yeah, also, that's the thing. Uh, Volkov's takedown defense is pretty good against everyone. I mean, even Curtis Blade is like a D1 wrestler. I and mean, that's like – that's a lot. I don't think Cyril Gaon has that level of, 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 I don't know, wrestling acumen. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a it's a five though. And then the the last one I had here, and we I mean we kind of talked about this whole division, but Gilbert Burns taking on Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. This is UFC two sixty four in July, so we're getting booked out into the summer now, which is awesome. Could be the same, probably the same card that we're going to see Dustin and Connor with the trilogy. This one to me again, I would put this as a five. I really don't really know how this is going to go. Do I think Wonderboy is going to be able to keep Burns away the whole fight? Probably not. I mean, I'm I think, really I think interested the to see. Dustin and Connor fight is also official, by the way. Was it official? Yeah, they, they I, both, I saw they Connor... both went on, on, uh, on social media and announced it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think the UFC, UFC has announced it. But yeah, I think they both did, though. So yeah, I and I think that will be UFC 264, so that'll be a, a banger of a card. And I, I do have this one as a five. Yeah, that, that, that fight card's got me horny. Yeah, no, I, I, I that, that, that shit, that, 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 I can't wait for that card. Um, I mean, gone. Oh, no, not gone, but... Uh, the kid loves gone. Burns. I love gone. Gone is my favorite, man. Just <laughs> large, light-skinned man, just like myself. Gotta love him. But uh, Wonder Boy and, and and Burns, I mean, this was the one fight because I'm a big Wonder Boy fan. I was hoping Wonder Boy would get a title shot. Just 
maybe fight Colby or someone easier. I think this is the toughest matchup in the division for him because Burns has been looking incredible on the feet. I mean, yes, he got beat by Usman, but we'll see. I, these but he rocked Usman me. too. Yeah, he did. did. Yeah, he rocked him. Did. He dropped him early. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing that concerns me is Burns got lit up by the linear shots, and that's all that Wonder Boy has. Yeah, with more speed and more technique. So that that concerns me a little bit. He couldn't seem to move his head out of the way of jabs or also he's what a couple of months removed from getting stopped. It's a pretty quick yeah. turnaround. You know, I, I don't know. It's it. Everything's in line for wonder boy. So I'm hoping he gets it done. I He's looked insane against Luke and Neil. So I'm hoping he gets it done, but shit, <laughs> it's going to be a it's, banger no matter what. It's so it's hard. a five. It's a five for me. But like when it comes to making a prediction, man, I really don't know. Like I, don't I really know. don't know. That's a really tough one. I feel like all the other ones, there's a pretty clear cut person that we're all kind of leaning towards and yeah. this one is this one is one of those that you know it's really tough because like like kieran said burns has looked great when yeah. he's when you know even even in the in the Usman fight in the first round he looked really really good then Usman made the adjustments um but you know wonder boy has fought some really tough dudes in jeff neal and and vicente luke and has put on a striking clinic yeah. so that's what makes it tough and if he's able to move around as well as he does and throw those, you know, the jabs and everything else. And it makes it really difficult for Burns to take him down. I think that it's huge for wonder boy. And I think if wonder boy beats Burns, like, and he like decisively beats him like for five rounds, he can title shot, pick him apart. Like, and I think he poses a severe threat then to Usman. I think that's when everyone really knows because I think Kamara Usman is, or I think that Gilbert Burns, obviously Usman is like level 10, but I, I think that Burns is like eight, eight and a half. You know, he's not like really that, that, that far away from Usman. And I think we saw it in that first round. So I think, you know, if he's able to really keep his distance and pick apart Gilbert Burns, I think Thompson really has a shot to do that to most people in that division. You know, again, I, I think I, that I think Usman. He, I think, I, I think he's, he's going to dominate the striking realm, in my opinion. But I, I think sure. it, it, it all comes down to, to can he stop Gilbert Burns from getting on top? That That's my thing. And, like, I, is, is he going to be able to move around the cage enough for five rounds to stop? Well, we don't we out? don't know if it's going to be five rounds because it's, it's a co-main non-title fight. They're doing it with Diaz Leon. It's the first time they're ever doing it. I imagine they'll give this a five round fight, but it's not 100 percent certain. Yeah, we'll see. I. <sighs> Oh yeah, I, I wanted know. to ask I, how you guys felt about Leon and and Nate being a five round fight. Love even it. No, it's not for a belt. We it's, we it's, talked about that. Certain fights you have to do it. It has to be yeah. like top five. It's know, like they listened to the Coffee and Chaos podcast because we did a whole show on. We that. Did we did that? I I think I think more of them deserve five round. This one I think it's only that way because they know Nate Diaz isn't going to get shit on early in the fight. They're just hoping Leon tires out over the course of the fourth and fifth round. So that Nate hasn't chance, you know, but right. I, I we'll see because Nate's not winning a three round fight against any elite fighter at 170 or 155. Let's right. be honest with ourselves. He's not the only way he's going to win these fights is if he outlasts and, and, and just takes the punishment and then they get tired from beating. Like this is the same thing I said about about Tony Ferguson's cardio back in the day. And I it wasn't a, it wasn't a very popular opinion back then, but I'm just like he kind of gets it was kind of tit for tat or he gets beat early on and then the other person gets tired because the pace that they're setting is insane but also you're just not going away you're just tough that's kind of how we beat connor too that's you know, exactly both, how we both beat times connor. He got his ass whooped until connor got tired yeah whooping his ass and then yeah i i don't know i i i definitely believe that if wonder boy wins this matchup 
against uh if Wonderboy wins this matchup against Burns, he deserves the title shot. But I, it's probably not. Maybe they go Leon Wonderboy I, for the title contender. Hey, I you know? like that. Leon versus Wonderboy, especially because Usman phenomenal likes matchup. Leon versus Wonderboy would be insane. I'd love that. But me too. I hope they do that because really the UFC sh- shot themselves in the foot in this division for for booking Masvidal again when he didn't deserve it. But it yep. is what it is. Money speak or money talks. I did. There was actually Francis and and uh, Derek Lewis, which is also in the works, which seems like it's going to happen, but it's not going to happen in June. So it's supposed to. Ha- they try to push it for June. Uh, Derek Lu- or Francis said no, which I kind of agree. You know, let him let him enjoy his his championship a little bit before getting back to training. You know, party it up a little bit. But I think that that's going to be the fight that happens. I think that's going to be the first one. It's I kind of like and in, in I don't like the fight because it was so boring the first time, but I do like. You know, your first title defense is tough if it's John Jones or Cyril gone. I feel like why not ease your title defense with someone that he should really, you know, dismantle Derek Lewis. I think you can that build we, it up more. If yeah. He goes out there and embarrasses Derek Lewis. Yeah. yeah like I, I also, I think it's a good build are. up for him. Yeah. See what the numbers are. Hey, okay. Now you convince me a little bit that, that that's not a bad idea. Cause at first I'm just like, man, I, the fight that everyone wants to see is Nganu versus John Jones. But then again, and Ganu has to build, like, has to live up to that, to that unbeatable aura that he has right now. So him going out there and say knocking out Derek Lewis, I think that's the, that's the thing that does the most for him. I would, I would die if Derek Lewis knocked out Ngannou and just <laughs> stole the belt from everyone. Everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? I would die. That would, that that would, would be, be hilarious. Very, that would be a very boxing thing to happen. That would be like, like I like, want like, it to happen. Boxing, I, it would, it would, shit, it would piss me off. But at the yeah. same time, I think, I think John Jones would just be like, all right, cool, I'm retired. <laughs> which i yeah, like, like yeah i'm good yeah like i'm good like, like not how, that i'm scared of like Derek. it's just like i'm not gonna make as much money that ain't gonna sell no but how well, much if like, that happens they're probably just get a rematch with francis and Derek again like a trilogy true it's just, good god man i don't know but i think francis just goes through Derek. to be honest with you so yeah should be no problem and and on that topic like how it is kind of a, a buzzkill when like your champ lose it like if you lose the belt after you're you're on your first defense like to me like uh, you got to build up francis francis has that unbeatable feeling to him now mm-hmm. he goes out there and just throws up and i love Derek lewis so i'd hate to see it but it's not going to be boring like it was the first time francis is a different fighter no. now um i think that he should without a doubt steamroll right through Derek lewis and now you have you know, obviously at this point, probably Cyril gone. I, I don't I don't think John Jones is going to happen. I don't know if that fight will ever happen. Wow. I definitely don't think it's happening in 2021. So I and I think Francis happen. can I think Francis can fight. I mean, obviously, it's going to depend on the Lewis fight. But I think that that Francis could fight two more times this year. I think that he could fight in July. And if he if he dismantles Derek Lewis early on, he can easily come back and fight one more time before the, the year's over, which yeah. If John Jones doesn't but, come, if if the if the money doesn't work out, which I think eventually they're going to pay John, or because I mean, listen, fifty mil is a lot. I don't. I, I would say fifty mil is a little far. I think that was but, a stretch. Uh, but what you know, he asked for fifty million. It was his his coach. Oh, asked Mike Winklejohn said he's like, yeah. I think that was just a thing. Also, yeah. Mike Winklejohn is fucking horrible. Anyway, but yeah. Sorry. But yeah, you know, I think I think Francis. I I mean I love the Cyril Gone fight though. I get pretty amped up about that. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Well, this is this is my thing. I, I think you make this matchup, and like you said, you convinced me on it, Zach, more than more than more than I even thought about before. You're it's welcome. A good, it's a it's a good warm up for Francis, you know. Like, like go out there, say he buzzsaws 
I keep saying buzzsaws. I don't know why I keep saying that's that. Fine. I like it. Buzzsaws. That's a good word. Yeah. That's say, a good word. He, yeah, okay. Say he goes right through. Say he goes right buzz through Derek Lewis. Yeah, buzzsaws Derek Lewis, right? I After that, I think the UFC's paying John Jones. Because you don't have a matchup there that's going to sell as much as that John Jones one is going to. You know? People and, don't and, know Cyril Gunn. Yeah, that's the thing. People don't know Silver Gone, and that's a very, that's a high risk, low reward fight. He goes out there because he could very well take it to Francis easily, easily. Just take it to Francis, and now you have Surreal Gone as the number one guy, and him versus John Jones isn't selling near as much as Francis Ngannou versus John Jones is going to. You know, so I think they make that fight tail end of this year. Yeah, I think you got to milk it too. Fight. You got to yeah. milk it too. Ngannou's thirty four. You got to milk that. You got to have him fight for the next two years, very, very actively. Yeah, I did want. I did want to say, if Derek Lewis wins the belt, he's going to retire, and I'm. I would. That would be yeah, hell yeah. incredible. And then Francis will just get the belt again. Derek yeah, Lewis wins. I'll take that. You have, you have you have John and Francis match up for the vacant title. There you go. But I, man, I don't know. I, this this is my thing. I think I think Francis wins. After he wins, you have to pay John Jones because nothing else makes more sense. Or Stipe comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I keep forgetting Steve. Yeah, Steve Bay's still there, there, man. He's not he retiring did. from what he from what he sound he said. So, but the only, I think the only way he fights again is if it's for a belt. Shit, do this. This this, this is my dream. Zero gone, Steve. That's my dream scenario, Ooh. right? This is what you do. This is what you do. I like right? that. Francis beats Derek Lewis. You get John Jones versus Francis late in the year. Co-main event is surreal gone versus Steve Miocic. For the, for the number gonna, one contender, oh, man. Surreal Gone is going to retire that man. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I'm, I think I'm he's just, just a well-rounded, more Gunn, well-rounded. Surreal Gone will murder Steve Babyochich. I'm not gonna well, lie. Well, Surreal Gone is just getting better. Like, yeah, he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna look better than he did that performance against Rosenstrike. Like, he's gonna start flatlining people here soon. Like, he's going, and that was once, his only once problem. Starts, once he starts getting more comfortable. Like, cause he's got the power. Like, he he's is better at his grappling too. People forget he's only been grappling for like two or three years. I right. can see him getting a lot of like takedown and then ground and pound KOs, like where he flatlines them, like Derek Lewis type yeah. ground and pound flatline KOs. Like that was the only bad thing against the Rosenstrike fight was he just he could have went for the finish more. He just didn't. He had a pretty much flawless performance. Just needed to be more aggressive. Go but for he, the finish. He's got no like no fights. Gone, man. So no I love Cyril Gon, man. Gone. I, I no do one's love him. That man. No one. Is- He's Unless a bad man. Francis, Francis is the only one with a chance, and it's because if he if he catches him, he's putting anyone out. But I don't see anyone beating that guy. No one. I, I, John Jones I, is my favorite fighter, and I think Surreal Gone goes right through him. I'm not gonna lie. I did want to talk about this quick because a lot of people. We actually had a fan question on uh, Twitter about this as well. People are like all in on this Venom deal, like asking questions about it rather, and they're they're saying that the fighters haven't gained much from the switch from Reebok to Venom, so they are making more money. Did but you see the screenshot? The numbers are yeah. so bad, though. Still. There's like five hundred dollars yeah. more. Yeah, it's not a lot. And what's so weird, though, like I still don't. It's so weird because the UFC owns stock in Venom. Like they're like part owners of Venom or something like that. So it's just, it's just a very weird thing. Listen, UFC fighters, MMA fighters in general, get paid so poorly. Like that's yeah. what so many people just don't understand. And then like, and we try to get this a, a point like across when we do our interviews when we ask fighters like. They make bad money to begin with, but then they also have to pay for like their camps and the gyms. Like they don't just do that shit for free. It's not like you get drafted by the Cowboys and get to use the Cowboys facilities like for free. You know what I mean? Like 
They're paying to train whoever they're training, and they're paying whoever's in their corner. Mike Perry's the only one doing it the right way, but not paying cornermen. Uh, so, uh, but right now, I don't want to see anyone that is in John Jones's mentions telling him that he's not worth fifteen million dollars, saying shit about this Venom deal. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it because if you if you if you are on one side about fighter pay, you have to be on that side. I don't want to hear shit about it because the the I mean this this. This 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 uniform deal is bad, man. It's been bad. I mean, fighters used to make six figures off of sponsorships, especially on main card. You're telling me sponsors wouldn't pay, especially now when the numbers are bigger. There's a bigger audience. It's pretty shitty that these fighters are getting paid this much, you know? And I understand it makes everything look better. It does. Like, as much as I didn't like the first, like, round of Reebok uniforms that looked like Power Rangers, um, it does make everything look a little more professional. But at the same time, it's absolute shit that these fighters can't get paid what they're or more or actually what they're worth, you know, because a lot of these yeah. fighters are not getting paid much from the UFC. It's all sponsorship deals. Yeah. And you know, I think the like, union, the union makes sense, too, because you see it in a lot of the other leagues, too. I mean, never they, they go on. They go on strike, dude. Like, when is the strike going to happen in the UFC? It'll never That's happen. What they need to do. It'll never happen. These the, because no, it's, it's, they'll it's be able all. To- well, it's all state sanctioned too. It's all it's all yeah. depends on the states that you're in and everything else. It'll just it'll never happen. Uh, so like teams and stuff, they're based out of you know they deal out of their own state. Like UFC is not doesn't have a a home state. You know what I mean? Like right. there's no. So it's it's it will never happen. There'll never be a fighters union. I think it it would be good, but it'll never happen. And I listen. I want fighters to be able to wear whatever they want because. Coffee and KOs could possibly get on Chris Dawkins. Chris Dawkins, man, come on. Five bucks. Five bucks. He'll let us on his shorts. That'd be <laughs> sick. He's a he's a cheap bargainer. I, I feel like I feel like we'd be able to get on his shorts easy. And so they need to they need to let sponsors back on the shorts so that we're able to to get on there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. The the venom the venom deal is shit, but I'm interested to see what the gear looks like. Reebok was stale as shit, I'm gonna be honest with you. So hopefully uh, yeah. they come out with something a little nicer. A little cool. Still not buying a fight kit, man. I, I don't give a shit for three box or venom. I'm Steve's not- got a couple of fight shirts. Fight yeah, I got I, I got them for uh for like Christmas though, because they're like absurdly expensive. Yeah, Santa gets that shit for free, so not it's, then it's yeah, worth he does. It. <laughs> Thanks, Santa. He- <laughs> All right, we let's get into this week's card, guys. Honestly, this card is really good. I am a little pissed that Till is out. I'm Till is one of my. I know uh, Aaron is watching. Aaron hates Darren Till. He says he's overrated. I don't think Darren Till is overrated. I thought he put up a really good fight against Robert Whitaker. You know, to me, that's telling. Yeah, he lost the fight, but super telling to go up against awesome. Robert Whitaker and, you know, put up a really good fight against him. So I don't think Darren Till is overrated. I didn't like this matchup for him, though. I thought that it was a really tough matchup. And I'll be honest, I like the whole card minus the main event. <laughs> I think the main event is going to be a snooze fest. Um, but before we get into that, you know, let's just we, we can talk about a little bit of the prelims here. We got Impa Kasaga and I coming back after being uh, knocked out vi- like the viral knockout of him, uh, which is going to be a really tough fight for him because uh, Sasha Palatrikov, uh, wait, Yeah, something like that. He actually looked really good in his last fight. I forget who he fought, but I watched it. It was really good. Uh, I'm going to look right now. He fought uh, one of the Kosi brothers that they were big on the contender series a lot of people were hyped up about them um william knight took a quick turnaround so he was supposed to fight um menafield that got canceled now he's fighting down john so that'll be good 
Saldana makes his UFC debut. He's actually missing a finger on one of his hands, so stay tuned for that. Uh, his UFC debut from the Contender Series. Jack Shore, 13-0. Yep. I really like Jack Shore a lot, so excited to see him. Uh, Scott Holtzman and Joe Selecki, those two friends of the show. So yep. I'm uh, yeah. hyped up for them. Be, be good. Uh, I'm a little nervous for Scott. I'm being, if I'm being honest with you guys, <laughs> I think that that's gonna. I really like the matchup for Selecki. Jim Miller is a perfect name to have on your win resume, and I think Joe Selecki is a re- is the real deal. Like his jujitsu is just absolutely insane, and he's added the striking element. Like he outstruck Austin Hubbard, who is a pretty good boxer, and then just backpack submission. Like he subbed the shit out of Austin Hubbard. Hyped up about that. Mackenzie Dern's back. Mike Perry's back. It's a good card, really, from top to bottom. It's going to be a really good card. Yeah, I agree. I, I like it. I think they, you know, they saved it. Kevin Holland, you know, he's just the dude you call like you need two weeks' notice, whatever. I'm in. Sign me up. But he was so quick to jump on that. And it, it's, you know what? It's always fun when Kevin Holland's there. So it'll at least make for a, an interesting main event. And there's always that chance that he can sleep for Tory. So I like the card. 15 fights on it. It looks really good. We have some good names on there. Impa. We love Impa. He's opening the card. That's uh, amazing. He's he's an incredible fighter. We just need to forget about that whole Joaquin Buckley thing because I think he's going to turn some heads back in the, the right direction here. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah, and it's an early, early card. Nice start time. We got 12 o'clock prelims, 3 o'clock main card. Recap yeah. won't be at 2 in the morning, so it'll be perfect. Nice, uh, nice recap. So, um, but, yeah, we can get into it. Mike Perry, Daniel Rodriguez lead off the card, the main card, and that's a banger of a fight. Daniel Rodriguez is a guy – he can eat a million shots, get wobbled, still come back and win. We saw his last fight. I forget who he fought, Nicholas but uh, it was, what was it? He fought Nicholas Dalby. Okay, yeah, and he yeah. got rocked in that fight, right? He and lost. He came he back and, he lost oh, he lost. Okay, so I'm thinking two fights ago. Then was he was White rocked. Grant? Yes, that yeah. fight was crazy. So uh, I like Rodriguez. And the thing is with Mike Perry, plus 145, that is a not a bad dog, man. Mike Perry is a guy that... You just don't know what Mike Perry you're going to get. Are you going to get the Mike Perry that trained and actually sparred and all that other stuff? Or are you going to get the Mike Perry that all he did was run around Miami and cut weight? And that was it. I just saw a video of him sparring with Mike Davis. That's a good sign to me. Mm. Um, You know, Mike Davis is a really good boxer. I I believe so. I don't. I mean, I liked his performances with Latori Gonzalez as his head coach. Uh, Same. I I thought that was, I thought he did great, you know? Um, Maybe having your girlfriend in your corner is just like the best base for MMA. I, I don't know, but yeah, I, like like you said, Mike Perry. You never know what you're gonna get. Sometimes he goes out there and he looks like one of the best strikers in the welterweight division, and sometimes he looks like he goes out there just to get a paycheck. So it depends. We'll see what what Mike Perry we get. I mean, he's always box office. Like you always want to see him, but I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see what he yeah. Looks like. I'm I'm actually gonna lean towards Mike Perry in this one. I like what I saw in the with him training with Mike Davis. Mike Davis is is a really good boxer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mike Perry has the takedown ability. He can wrestle. He out wrestled Mickey Gall, which I don't really like Mickey Gall, but that's the one thing Mickey Gall is good at, and he out wrestled him. Um, so I'm actually gonna go Mike Perry on this one. I'm gonna I think I think knockout's tough. Daniel Rodriguez got a pretty good chin on him. Um, so I'm actually gonna go Perry by decision which is tough because we've seen Mike Perry gas out many times Hard. too, especially after the first round. But I'm going to, I'm going to sit here and hope in hopes that he actually trained uh, and, and didn't just do it out of his garage or wherever he lives. And uh, I'm going to go Mike Perry. I'm going to go decision. 
Yeah, this is this is a tough one to pick. It definitely, you know, like early on, this could be fight of the night. I think two guys who go in there like to go to war definitely will be trading hands the entire time. Perry, just like, yeah, like you said, you don't know who you're going to get. He's one in three in his last four. The Mickey Gall one, like he just comes out as a wrestler and has a ton of success and then just turns around and gets a unanimous decision lost to Tim Means. You're like, where where are we here? Like, what well, is, we can't sleep on Tim Means, though. I mean, Tim Means is a savvy vet, man, and he actually He's looked a, really good. Yeah, but don't you think Mike Perry's like beyond the savvy vet or he should be at least at this point in his career? That's, at times, yes. At times, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's like the that's the coin flip here. It's like who who are you gonna get? And I'm gonna go with Mike Perry with the underdog money here. I like plus one fifty five. Absolutely. Even sprinkle a little bit on the TKO action. So I'll go Perry TKO. I like Mike Perry in this fight as well. Finish? Uh, no, no. Actually, yeah. I'll say I'll say uh, second round stoppage for Mike Perry. TKO. He ain't subbing him. <laughs> I don't think Mike Perry ever has a sub. Uh, yeah, so. no, no, he's not subbing him. I mean, listen, like you look back at the Ellenberger fight when he he threw the elbow. Like th- that Mike Perry is a dangerous Mike Perry. I know that's not saying much because it's Jake Ellenberger, but like those are the that's that's the type of strikes he needs to land. I mean, Mike Perry has that ability. I've always said I think Mike Perry is a top fifteen talent if he can just get his head on straight and figure things out. I, I firmly believe that. Carrie, go ahead. Uh, Mike Perry, real scary, but I don't like it. My name's Perry. Um, I'm going Daniel Rodriguez decision. <laughs> All right. There you have it. People tune in for Carrie, let's be honest. Honestly, yeah, our viewers Carrie's just went part. up just because Carrie's yeah, making did. picks. Carrie's the best part of the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that makes my Monday, guys, because I, I had a rough day. <laughs> Fine. You're a beautiful man with beautiful picks. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, Steve, you want to take us to, to Nina Ansaroff and Mackenzie Dern? Yeah, this is actually kind of an awesome fight. So number five, Nina Ansaroff taking on number 11, Mackenzie Dern. Nina Ansaroff, you might know her. She is married to Amanda Nunez. So they have a child together. Um, but she's actually a really good fighter as well, if you didn't know. Um, more so on in the striking department. And then on the flip side, you have Mackenzie Dern, who is a world-class Brazilian jiu-jitsu. She fights in all these different tournaments. She was 75-25-1 in her pro grappling career. Um, no surprise. Like she's a hot prospect. A lot of people have eyes on her. I actually don't know if I really like her in this fight. Like, I don't think she's that good at like asserting her dominance and getting the takedowns. I feel like she kind of locks into it sometimes and is able to get those submissions. Her striking does look a lot better. I will say that she's becoming a lot more well-rounded, but Nina Ansaroff is really good. She's four and one in her last five. She's faced a ton of great competition. And the odds are pretty close here. You can get Nina at minus 120. I am going to go with Nina Ansaroff on this one, and I'll, I'll go with decision. Karen, go ahead. Um, I'm I, I've been I've been pretty excited with Mackenzie Dern. It seems like she's taking her career more seriously now. Uh, I mean, she had issues making weight early on. She had a child. She came back. I think she had a toxic boyfriend. Broke up with him, and now she's taking her career more seriously. You know, uh, <laughs> but I. I don't, Nina Antaroff's pretty solid. Also, she's the wife of the greatest women's MMA fighter of all time. So, but also she's coming back from a long layoff. I mean, she just had a child. Uh, it's true. She's had a child and Mackenzie Dern's been trained. I'm going to go with Mackenzie Dern. Hey, Mackenzie Dern also had a child though. I know, think but, about but it. I think she, she's she's already come back from- Far removed from that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And also she's, I think now she's in like the best shape she's ever been in her entire life. Like you look at her early on, she- 
I, I don't know. It, it seemed like she wasn't taking it too seriously. You know, she was like back and forth from Brazil. Now it seems like she's taking her career seriously. And I'm going to, I think you're going to see her reach her full potential here soon. And I like her in this fight. I think this is a big step up for her. And I think it was warranted. So we're about to see what level Mackenzie Dern really is on. She's, I think, in my opinion, clearly one of the most talented submission artists in all of women's MMA. So we'll see. I, I, I'm picking her, though. I'm picking her for the upset this time. Yeah, so so for me, I, I really like Mackenzie Dern as well. But the one thing that scares me a little bit, um, her last performance was against Jandaroba. Verna Andaroba. Yep. And she she was she looked she looked <laughs> she looked pretty good in the first like round or so, and then Honda actually started piecing her up a little bit on the feet, and the fight was a lot closer than what I thought. Like I thought at, at the end that there was a chance Honda could have won that fight. It was really really close. Um, so that's kind of what scares me a little bit with Mackenzie Dern. Here, <laughs> what's so funny? Go ahead. <laughs> She really looks like Rob Schneider. She bro. does look like Rob <laughs> Schneider. <laughs> like Rob you are right. She does. Oh, my um, God. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> so, so that it scares me a little bit to pick Mackenzie Dern because she did get pieced up on the feet a little bit by Andaroba, who is not a striker, by the way, like Nina Ansaroff. Um, so, but I, I do kind of agree with, with Kieran, like Ansaroff literally just had a kid, like, She's the kids. I don't even think six months old. Is she like, I think it was September 2020. Yeah. Like that's not that long ago. No. Yeah. So I think because of that, I'm going to have to go Mackenzie Dern. Um, I'm going to go by sub. Actually. I'm going to say Mackenzie Dern gets it done by submission. Kieran, did you choose a method for Dern? I did not. I'll go. I'll go Mackenzie Dern via decision. Okay. Um, Mackenzie Dern looking real stern. I think she's going to teach Ansaroff a lesson she didn't know she needed to learn. I'm going to go Dern submission. Mm. I like it. Uh, Kieran, you want to take us through Sam Alvey, Julia Marquez? Uh, no. Okay. No, no, um, we got smiling Sam Alvey versus, uh, versus a former top golf Bay host. He uh, had the same exact, uh, job that I did at one point, And if we both know that, uh, that job was awful. Uh, this one's a pretty interesting fight. Sam Alvey's coming off of, uh, I, what did he have? Did he have a draw last fight? Is that what it was? Uh, or, he, or was it? Yeah. You hit a draw last fight yeah. coming off of a four fight losing streak. Um, I know me and my friends really want to see him get cut. And it's another one of those situations where if he loses this fight, he's definitely getting cut. At least I hope so. I'm tired of seeing him on main cards because he's always been on main cards when he doesn't deserve to be, to be honest with you, or he'll be on like the prelims on ESPN when he doesn't deserve to be. It's weird. Um, yeah. And, and as you guys know, I love whenever fighters are fighting for the job, it just, it just, it gets, it gets, it gets a whole different meaning, you know? Uh, I just, I don't, I've never seen it with Sam Alvey. I'm surprised that he's remained in the UFC this long. I don't know what he's done to Dana White's family to still be in the UFC after four straight losses, especially against non-ranked competition. Um, Julia Marquez is coming off of a submission against Maki Patolo, who I think is a pretty, I mean, solid fighter. I mean, Maki Patolo is pretty undersized for that weight class, but at the same time, he hits like a Mack truck. Um, he's been solid, man. You're talking about a dude that has a KO win over Phil Hawes. He subbed Darren Stewart. Uh, his only setback was against Alessio De Chirico, uh, De Chirico or whatever. And a lot of people think like that, that he won that fight, you know? So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. He's, he's coming off of a, a long lay. Oh, he's fought once. He fought once in February. But then before that, he was coming off of a long layoff. And he looked pretty solid. So 
I, I'm I'm taking I'm taking I'm taking Julian Marquez, the former Top Golf Bay host, by uh by first round stoppage. Hopefully, good God, I really don't want to see Sam Alvey in the UFC anymore. Like more than Marion Renault, and you guys know how much I hate Marion. <laughs> I mean, Sam Alvey. The thing with him is he just he is a guy that's really hard to put away. He just is always he's just always there, always in your face, constantly. Like, it's like one of those things you look like. How is this man in the UFC? And then like somehow he just seems to. I mean, he hasn't gotten it done in a while, but uh, it feels like he somehow still stays stays in every single fight, and I don't know how, but I think that's going to end this this fight. I really like the Cuban Missile Crisis, Julian Marquez. He also does have a podcast with uh, Kendra Lust, if you do not know. She is an yeah, adult crazy. actress. It's called Beauty and the Beast. Um, so, But I, I like Julian Marquez. I think that he looked really good against Maki Patolo for having such a long layoff. And I think now, you know, he's kind of got back in the octagon. He's kind of back in the swing of things. Um, I just think everywhere in this fight, he's better than Sam Alvey. I think he's better on the feet. I think he's better on the ground. I think he's going to be stronger. Alvey's a pretty hard guy to put away. Uh, he's a guy that just, he's just, like I said, he just always seems to stay alive. I don't understand how, but he just always seems to stay alive. I really want to take Marquez by finish, like KO. But I don't think it's gonna happen. Sam Alvey is just too tough, man. I think he's that weird, man. He has, yeah, he has a split decision against Ryan Span. Yeah, he's just like it's. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. He had won a fight since 2018, though. Just wanted to. And he beat Rashad Evans too, which is I mean, even well, crazy. Dan, Dan, Judo Dan Kelly beat that Rashad Evans. I know, but what I'm it's just it's yeah. like you said, it's just weird. Uh, so I'm actually gonna go Marquez, but I'm gonna go decision. I think it's gonna be. I think he could knock out Sam Alvey easily, but to be safe, I'm going to go Marquez by decision because I just there's something about Sam Alvey that he just somehow stays alive. I don't understand it, but he does. I'm telling you right yeah. now, if if Sam Alvey wins this fight, you are going to see a pissed off Kieran on the on this on this post show. I promise you. I promise you, you will. That would be tough. That's a uh, Glory MMA for Julia Marquez. So another Glory MMA guy, but yeah, Sam Alvey. I mean, shout out to him. He's he is going to come on the podcast for an interview at some time. He said he would do it, so we will hold Kieran, him to you, that. Are you out on that one, Kieran? You're just going to sit out on that interview. <laughs> I think I think by the time we get him on the podcast, you're going to be interviewing a Cage Warriors fighter. Ooh. But uh, be honest with me. Yeah, no, he's he's oh four and one in his last five, three six and one in his last ten. He has a whole bunch of split decisions. Fun fact: he's actually outstruck three of his last five opponents. Just has not won any of those fights. I don't know, man. I don't know, and he's lost <laughs> he's so all of them. Bad man. I don't get it. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I can't hold my tongue on Sam Alvey anymore. He's so he, bad. Like I don't like. I don't know. But it's random. Like he'll just smile, get his ass whooped, his wife's in his corner, or then he'll just like sleep somebody randomly. Whatever. I, 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 it was a fun game when I was growing up, but now I'm just like I don't want to see him anymore because he always just puts up some like boring fights sometimes, man. Too. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Like, like I, I can't, I can't name how many pay-per-views Sam Alvey's been on the main card of, and it's like really exciting. And then it leads up to the Sam Alvey fight and it just ruins the mood for the rest of the night. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you I know what I could see happening, him. which is, this is going to be really sad is Marquez could come out and just try to finish this dude in like a minute, two minutes, Gas blow himself. his load early. And then Sam Alvey somehow just Old takes over this Eddie fight over here, that just is, like that is, getting that some is the points. Of victory that I hate the most. I might, I might not even be on the post show if that happens. That as could soon happen. As you bring it up as soon as you bring it up. I'm 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 pulling one of these right here. <laughs> yeah, 
Jeez. Oh, goodness. No, no, no. I like Marquez in this one. Like, the fact that he was able to overcome Maki Patolo's just, like, barrage of takedowns and wrestling, which is super tiring to withstand, that was awesome. And then, obviously, to go in in round three and land that submission, like, last minute, pulled the victory out. I think Marquez definitely takes this one. And I'll go decision as well. I don't think Alvi will get finished. He's a, he's a tough guy. Bro. Oh, my God. If Alvi doesn't get finished... I'm gonna be upset, even if, even if he wins by 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 decision. Oh my god! I did gosh. say I did say blows load <laughs> early. Load early. <laughs> <laughs> and the last comments come up. That was that actually was not intentional. I'm not that smart to be able to throw two and two together that quick. So, Carrie, uh, go ahead. Uh, unfortunately for Sam Alvey, he's not Miley Cyrus because if he was, Julian Marquez loses this fight every time. He'd come in oh. hot first round, lose it in the second round. Um. But I think Julian's going to come in like a wrecking ball and and, and knock out Alvi. So I'm going Marquez knockout. I changed my pick. I forgot Julian Marquez did that lame ass shit. I hope Sam Alvi wins, and I hope he doesn't get cut from the UFC. How about that? That was the, the last worst. Minute. That was the worst shit I have ever seen. <laughs> that way, bro. You have an opportunity after a UFC fight, like to to do endless amounts of promotion for yourself. And then you like call out Miley Cyrus, which I thought was lame. And then she does you the service of actually replying to you. And then you give her a demand. Yeah. yeah like, what, that one bro? Up. Shut, bro. He's a dork. Anyway, never mind. You still want to change I, that? You want to change, I'll, I'll change, change it? I'll Alvey? change it. Sam Alvey via, via, via 17 second flying knee. <laughs> <laughs> I'll that change would be it right crazy. Now. Oh boy! I I can't believe he did that shit. Never mind. I forgot about that. No, I was kind of all I, in on it, honestly, because I feel like he made a name for himself. Everyone was talking about it. They like, were. No, it people, was cool. It Valentine's was cool. Day, it, but it was it was definitely afterwards. Like he, so everyone was he instantly talking about it, and then when he ruined it, that was it. It was dead. It just went away. No one. Talks, everyone stopped talking about it after that. Well, we'll see if he wins this one. Does he? Go all he back had to do was just shave some two. shit in his chest hair, and he was like, Actually, "He's going to come into this to- fight." He's going to come into this fight with MC shaved into his chest. I'm Will he come it. out to Miley Cyrus? Will he come out to Miley Cyrus? Walk he's going to come out to Miley Cyrus, and he's going to have the MC in his chest. I would, I'll would. i take money on that. If he Let's does do that, it. then I'm back to my original pick. But if he doesn't do that, All right, I'll Sam, put a I'll note on that. Second flying knee. Also, I want to point out, I Kieran is just, Kieran I just, is just doing a, an a Rubik's Cube as we're speaking, which is hysterical. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that's him uninterested or he's just no, he's just no, a genius. I, it helps him get the wheels turning. ADHD. It just have to. I just have to do something with my hands while while I'm while I'm working. Well, at least you're doing oh, the. Yeah, re- I'm glad you're playing with. Uh, <laughs> that's Rubik's what I was just gonna say. To <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> at least Goodness. it's a Rubik's cube. Good God. <laughs> no, I I don't know. It just you got me. You got me upset talking about Sam Alvey. I just I oh God. Ask cool story, bro, in the chat. How how much he cares about Sam Alvey? I guarantee you, you're gonna get the same response from me. Sam uh, it was, it was like a, be it was, in the Hall of Fame. No, it was it was like Elias <laughs> Theodoro. I hope no. If he puts on like some crazy war with Julian Marquez and ends up getting in like the fight Hall of Fame, fight of the night, fight of the I year. I swear to God, I'm jumping off of a bridge. I swear <laughs> to my. You're gonna mother, be a Bellator fan after that. I will be. I will be a Bellator fan. Shit, I will watch Combate America for like <laughs> only. Is that like the Luchador MMA? No, no, that's like it's okay. like the it's like it's like the the Hispanic Nations League. It's like where Yair Rodriguez came from. Oh. Good God, no. Um, Can we right. switch I, the fight, man? Can we yes, just talk yeah, about something move else? On. 
Move on. <laughs> we don't want to talk about future opponents for Sam Alvey. Come on. Dude. Okay. Come <laughs> right. on, man. Top five greatest I... Sam Alvey moments. <laughs> we'll do a video on that. We'll do a YouTube What's your video against Ryan Spain. <laughs> That'll be the most <laughs> random shit ever. Honestly, I think yeah. I think Sam Alvey's up there with some of my most hated fighters. I can't stand him. I'm not there for that. He's such a nice guy. He he, he so really nice. is too. I have a rational hate hatred for him. I don't know why. Cool story, bro. Says when Jim Crute finished Sam Alvey, he turned into salty Sam Alvey. <laughs> he did. He was super <laughs> upset. Uh, all right. So this one, I have a really tough time because I have no idea how the hell to pronounce this guy's name. Uh, Alish Cobb. Alish Cobb. Keys Reeve. Yeah. He's Reeve. Yeah. He's He's Riev. Alik call him the Russian fighter. Yeah, the Russian fighter that that kind of Russian fighter that's fighting. the undefeated Russian all, fighter. Thirteen and zero against Kyle Dawkins, who is ten and one. Listen, Chris Dawkins, friend of the show. Kyle Dawkins, future friend of the show, because he's going to come on the show after this fight. Um, listen, tough matchup. I've watched. I watched this Russian guy thirteen and zero. I watched him in uh, the Contender series. The guy is nasty. He is nasty. He's a He's big, like he's a strong dude. He's a tank. Yeah. Um, but Dawkins is no pushover. Dawkins is pretty slept on. Like he's a pretty slept on guy in the UFC. 10 and 1. He's a lanky dude. He doesn't, he does not, him and his brother have the complete opposite body types. Like they could not be <laughs> any more different. Um, his last win, Dustin Stolzvis, which I'm not honestly, I think Dustin Stolzvis sucks. So I didn't take too much stock in that. Uh, he did lose to Brendan Allen, which Brendan Allen's not terrible. Um, so this is a really tough matchup for Kyle Dawkins. Really, really tough. Um, I'm trying to look at this this other this Russian dude's. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who any of these guys are, but he's got a, just a ton of finishes. He's win by punches, ground and pound, rear naked choke, rear naked choke, punches. Like he can get it done anywhere. Um, so because we're friends with Chris Dawkins, I'm taking Kyle Dawkins. I'm gonna go knockout. Because he he can he can throw down a little bit, but man, it's or actually, oh, so this is tough because Kyle Dawkins actually has a shit ton of Darsh choke wins. He's got so he in his career he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight finishes by sub, six of them Darsh chokes. That could be tough. Big that could Darsh be tough. Choke. Yeah. Snapping down it, a Dagestani's head, yeah. though, is just something that doesn't happen, to be honest. I'm gonna go, I don't I'm know, gonna go man. on a limb here. I'm going to go Kyle Dawkins. He's going to uh -huh. finish him. First knockout. First knockout win of his, of his MMA career as a pro. He's never got a knockout win in his career. It's going to happen today, this weekend. I'm taking. I'm going to bet on it. Kyle Dawkins, because we love you. You've been eating your, your brother's uh, beer can chicken off that Traeger grill. You're ready to go. Kyle Dawkins, TKO win. I, I actually feel like like we're saying it's a tough matchup for Kyle Dawkins. I think it's a tough matchup for Kizreev coming in. Yeah, being, for a debut. Being, being a, the dominant wrestler, grappler, he can submit a ton of people. He's going against Dawkins, as you said. He's got 10 wins, eight of them by submission. And Kizreev is 5'9". Dawkins is 6'3". And he's going to have the two-inch reach shit, advantage Holy shit, I did not realize there was yeah. that big of a reach yeah. advantage. Yeah, Dawkins is massive. He's huge for that. So I think this is actually a tough matchup for Kizreev coming in with his UFC debut. So I actually don't have a problem taking Dawkins in this one. And I think the odds are pretty close in it. Um, and I'll go Dawkins, but by decision. 
No, we gotta go. We gotta all go on the Dawkus KO train. It's gonna happen, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chris. Don't do it. I'm sorry, Kyle. I I, I gotta go with uh with with, with Hisriev. I think that's how you say it. I I mean, I dude is a tank. He hits hard, and also the thing is, he attacks the body, which for a shorter fighter up against someone as big and long as as Kyle Dawkus, I think that's gonna play a big part. I I I'm gonna go with Hisriev. I'm I'm sorry, Kyle Dawkins and Chris Dawkins. I, I love you guys. Family. Yeah, the, the whole Dawkins family, guys. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's hard going against undefeated Russians. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Hizriev uh, via. Have second, some respect. Se- Have some se- respect. Se- yeah. Second second round finish, guys. Second uh, round KO. I'm sorry. Yeah. Kieran doesn't sorry. even care. He's like he Have wants to respect. burn all our bridges. Honestly, I I, yeah. I don't want to burn bridges. Decision. I'm just being realistic, yo. But this is the good thing though. If they come back on the show, they could just go off on me, you know. Well, All right, yeah. So yeah, like, I'll, be, I'll be the sacrificial lamb. I don't care. Yeah, but I'm I'm not gonna hold my 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 picks for anyone. I'll tell John Jones to his face. He's my favorite fighter, but I think Cyril Gan takes him to the woodshed. Be honest. All right. Be honest. Karen, no shame um, in my game. I I don't know. I just hate how these how how these Russian fighters just kind of run the UFC, right? So I, Chris Dawkins, you won't have to block us. We're gonna go three and one on you. All right, I'm gonna go Dawkins sub. Uh, I like Man, it. it's it's gonna be tough. If 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 Kyle Dawkins wins, I'll I'll be happy though. You know. Yeah, it's one of those. You win either right way. Now. With Sam Alvey, with with fighters I hate, I pick with my heart. With fighters I like, I pick with my brain. It's weird. I don't know. You know. Okay. Should be the opposite way around. You know. But uh, it's not. Uh, Steve, you want to take us to Arnold Allen Sadiq Yusuf? Yeah, this is actually a sick fight. I think this Banger. could definitely be fight of the night for sure. Arnold Allen, you don't get to see him too often. He usually fights like once a year, if that. But the dude's sitting at the number 10 rank right now. Seven fight win streak in the UFC. Nine fight win streak total. Taking on Sadiq Yusuf, who's number 11. So these guys are neck and neck with each other. Also a very, very good fighter. These guys are both very good. Um, standing up, great strikers. Yusuf, we just saw him. He just beat Andre Philly. That's a solid win. That is a solid name to have on your record. It was a unanimous decision. Um, this Yusuf is a guy who outstruck Mike Davis earlier yeah, in his, on, contender think, series. Uh, on the contender series. Yeah, it was an insane fight. Insane fight. So this guy, he scares me. He really does. Yusuf is very, very uh, talented. He's actually Team Nigeria, so he rides with the, you know, Izzy, Usman, all those guys. He, he's a tough fighter. Uh, but Arnold Allen is, is, is also a very good striker and has the ground game to kind of go with it. He was use, using a lot of those like takedowns early on in his career. He had eight takedowns in his first three UFC fights. Then he goes in and didn't really use that for the next four fights. So he's more of a, a stand-up striker. Um, I don't I don't know who to pick in this one. This is just a coin flip to me. I think out of respect for Lewis at Norton MMA, I got to go with the the UK guy. I got to go with Arnold Allen. I love Sadiq Youssef. I think this is an amazing fight. Either way you take it, you can't go wrong. But I'm going to go Allen decision. Uh, I'm really high on Sadiq Yusuf. I like Arnold Allen as well. Uh, the only thing about Arnold Allen is just like activity, man. He's, he's had eight fights since he joined the UFC in 2015 and he's won all of them and he's ranked, but at the same time, it's like a one fight a year deal that he has going on right now. Uh, Sadiq Yusuf, he's coming off of a pretty, a pretty lengthy layoff after that Andre Feely fight. I thought he was going to look a little more impressive than he actually did, but he didn't. Um, I don't know. I, I'm 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 really high on Sadiq Yusuf though. I think his potential is is limitless. So I'm going to take him in this fight. 
this is a huge step up for both of these gentlemen, though. I mean, Arnold Allen, it's a big step up. It's the first, like, legitimate top 10 fighter that I think he's mm-hmm. fighting. And then for Sadiq Yusuf, Arnold Allen's, I think, the first legitimate top 10 fighter that he's fighting as well. I think it was brilliant matchmaking. Uh, I'm just hoping for more activity out of Allen if he does get past this test. But I don't think he does. I'm going to go with Yusuf via second-round knockout. And both these guys are only 27 years old. Yeah, young. Arnold Allen, I'm, I mean, like, I get it. He, he's been growing, but at the same time, I, I want more activity from him. He's only fighting eight between, times. Between since, him and Leon, they just they don't fight. Yeah, eight times. UK fighters. There until, same shit. There until, yeah. yeah. I, I've been going back and forth between both of these guys' records, looking at what's – who. like, it's pretty equal. Like, I know Allen has more fights, but you look at the level of competition, like, they each have, like, two, like, pretty notable names – on their on their resume like uh alan has nick lentz gilbert melendez which are pretty decent names mark juan americani which was a split decision and then sadiq yusuf has andre feely gabriel benitez and then mike davis um so like for me pretty equal really really tough um alan on a nine fight win streak sadiq yusuf on a six fight win streak it's just it's just as dead even as it gets so I'm really having a rough time choosing. I, I'm literally going to just take Sadiq Yusuf by finish, and I think I'm going to take him just because the Nigerian fighters are on a tear. <laughs> That's literally going to be my only reasoning. Because uh, I, 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 I just don't know. Like To me, it's just so even. It's so razor thin that I think Sadiq Yusuf is going to have a little bit more power. He's a pretty strong dude for that division. But if it gets to the ground, Allen does have a few choke wins to his record so it's kind of like you don't know i I just think that he's gonna have a little bit more power um but that's this shot in the dark i really i I wouldn't be surprised if it goes either way yeah Yeah, there's there's so it's five eight versus five nine 70 inch reach versus 71 inch reach they're both 27 both on the win streak only with one loss on records like this is phenomenal matchmaking you don't really see it too early on in the career like this so this is going to be awesome um, growing up, I was a huge fan of Hey Arnold. Fantastic show to watch as a kid. And also, Arnold Allen is a distant nephew of Tim the Toolman Taylor, Tim Allen. So I think he's going to come in there and bring more power. Oh, 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 oh. I'm going Arnold Allen. I'm going decision. Is that guy your hero? Is Tim Allen like your hero? I love Tim Allen. That show, that show is like probably Home Improvement. That's probably Home Improvement is probably my all-time favorite sitcom ever. Hysterical. Really? Oh my god, dude. That show is just it's so funny. Cuz you want to know why? It's it's my dad to a T. Like my dad tries to be handy. I can and just see that. messes everything up. So I just feel like it's like perfect. Just perfect. I feel like it replicates my family to a T. Oh, uh, shout so out yeah, to Alan. I, I love that show. Um Kieran, I'm going to allow you if you want to take us through the main event. Okay. So for the main event, we have Marvin Vittori going up against late replacement Kevin Holland. I mean, Marvin Vittori, uh, he's, he's been on a tear. He's looked dominant after uh, after after losing to Izzy and then going on a suspension because he popped for, I don't know, whatever. Uh, but he's looked he's looked great. Now Darren Till pulls out and uh, Kevin Holland steps in about two weeks removed from, uh, like what, two, three weeks removed from that awful performance against Derek Brunson. Um. This fight doesn't really have me too excited, to be honest with you. I think Marvin Vittori does the exact same thing that that Derek Brunson did to Kevin Holland. Uh, I mean, Vittori could always get caught, but, I mean, the dude is a tank. He has a chin like crazy. 
it's a really tough fight for Kevin Holland. And I think it was just kind of a throw in main event there, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm taking Vittori via dominant decision though. I, I don't see how it would go any other way. Vittori's huge for that weight class as well. You're talking about another guy that walks around at probably like 210, 215 pounds. So yeah, I'm going, I'm going Vittori. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going Vittori too. Uh, I think his, his last two wins are better than aside from, from Jacare Souza, better than any other win that, that Darren, St- or sorry, Kevin Holland has. Uh, he's looked really, really good, crazy strong for the division. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not too sold on the standup yet. You know, I, his wrestling is good, but you know, Hermanson, not the best striker Roberson. Okay. Uh, but I'm not so sold on that. So he, I think he's got to get the fight to the ground, but as we saw with Derek Brunson, he should not have any trouble getting Kevin Holland to the ground and just, dominating him i do i have a tory by decision but i would not be surprised if rounds four or five kevin holland is gassed and maybe you know vittori can land some ground and pound or throw up a sub um kevin holland is a pretty tough guy to finish so i'll give him the benefit of the doubt there i think that'll go all five but i'm not sold on kevin holland but we said it in the group chat earlier in the week this will be the fight that kevin holland goes out and somehow knocks out vittori in the first round so somehow. that's just how yeah MMA works but know. But yeah, if, if I if the logical pick for me would be uh, Marvin Vittori, so that's what I'm going with. Yeah, and I'll complete the trifecta. I will take Marvin Vittori as well. Uh, it was very telling in his last fight against Jack Hermanson. That was really like his big first test. Obviously, the Izzy fight, he lost that one. Split decision, everyone kind of looks back and they're like, oh, that's the guy who went split decision, gave a ton of problems to Izzy. That's awesome on his record. But then the Jack Hermanson dominant win where he actually outstruck Hermanson, nearly finished the fight a few times. He just looked very good. The cardio concerns, there's no question about that. He can go the five rounds. And why the hell would anyone pick Kevin Holland based on his last performance? Like, I'd say if you like chose 95% of other fighters and you said, all right, Brunson just did that to you. Vittori can do the same exact thing. You should do something different. 95% of fighters would probably do something different. I think Kevin Holland won't because he's an idiot. And I think he will (laughs) suffer the same exact fate. And I think Brunson... If he had thrown more ground and pound, he could have easily finished that fight. He just was not very active. Vittori's going to go in there. He's pissed because he wanted to fight Darren Till so bad, and he wanted to go in there make a huge statement with a big name like Darren Till. Now he gets served. Kevin Holland, he's going to be pissed. He's going to finish this fight. Um, I have no respect for Kevin Holland, so Vittori, TKO. <laughs> with that being said, I might throw a couple, uh, a couple bucks on Kevin Holland by finish. Sure. Just saying. Why not? Yeah, I, I, I mean, like, I think Kevin Holland has a chance. Sure, it's, it's just, I, I, this fight. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. This fight does absolutely nothing to me. It's a snoozer. I, it's, I mean, it, it might be good. It might be exciting. I think the trash talk is going to be fun. But at the same time, just, I think, I think the co-main event, Arnold Allen versus Sadiq Yusuf, has more divisional implications than this fight yeah. does. And I understand Marvin Vittori is like one fight away from a title shot. I don't think he fares well in that title shot. Like, I, I, I know he looked good against Jack Hermanson. I'm just not that sold on him, you know? But we'll see. I, I really wish he could have gotten that Till matchup because I think the winner of right. that possibly could have gotten a title shot, especially with where 185 is right now. But this fight just doesn't get me excited because, I mean, Darren Till versus him, I think you'd have an opportunity to see if Till was capable of, of keeping Vittori off of him. But this fight is just like, I mean, we just saw it two weeks ago. Say it was months, right. and months of time. Like, like, okay, cool. 
we we have we have a we have a we have a, we have a serious conversation here about and about it, about you growth. Get a, you get a better chin with, with Vittori and someone who's going to be a lot more active with the ground and pound. He's a more dangerous Derek Brunson. So much better luck. gas tank too. Yeah, I think the I think the the most I think the fun in this is just going to be the trash talk. And that's going right. to be probably the best part. I mean, if Kevin Holland goes out there and wins, I'll be really excited to be honest with you. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be fun. But at the same time, what do, what, what do you do after that? I'm not too high on him fighting anyone else higher ranked than Vittori, you know? So I don't know. It's pretty unfortunate that Darren Till had to pull out. That's just the way I feel about it. Right. I agree. Yeah. Should have been, should have been Sam Alvey, Julian Marquez as the main event, in my opinion, just saying, Karen. <laughs> Karen's out. He's out of here. Carrie, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Uh, going back to my childhood again, there was a movie um, called Home Alone. Uh, in that movie, one of the bad guys was Marv. But in this case, I think Marv's going to come out a good guy. I don't think Holland learned his lesson. I really don't. So I'm taking Vittori uh, decision. We got I'm sorry. Carrie uh, took Vittori by decision. Got you. Gotcha. You missed it. I'm upset he, I missed compared, it. I'll have to watch it back. He compared uh, Vittoria to Marv from Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. He's the bad guy, but will now be the good guy. The good I think. guy. Yeah. 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 Also, Vittoria across the board, that's uh, notoriously bad on coffee and KOs. Aaron said I mean, this is put a tougher fight on. than Till for Vittori? That's because Aaron Aaron hates, he hates Darren Till. Till. He okay. hates. All right. Yeah. He's 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 smoking dust on that one. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That's he's crazy. Man. He just ripped that bong. <laughs> yeah. No. He just he just took a, he just took a huge. I mean, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron is notorious for. No. is notorious for loving. He will back any Russian fighter. I feel like he shits on every European fighter. Every single one. Like he hates every single UK <laughs> fighter. Uh. So. But yeah, he doesn't give Darren Till any credit because he says he's he's overhyped. He says he's the most overhyped fighter in the UFC. I mean, well, I think he's lost against every elite fighter that he's gone up against. Like he, he definitely lost that fight against Eagle Wonderboy Thompson, in my opinion. Uh, but he looks better at this division, though. Yeah, no, he does. I mean, he yes, he, yes. he shut down Kelvin Gastelum's game easily, like before anyone else did. You know, I, he's he, he's solid. Yeah, he said Till is a better striker. Yeah, uh, Till is a better striker. Yeah, yeah. and if Vittori's coming in and his Till's counter striking is like. Top three. Till is, Till is Till is wolf <laughs> oh my goodness, oh, we're goodness. getting way off track here because yeah. Darren Till is one of my favorite fighters, man. I love I'm just, yeah. Darren Till. I'm I'm just excited for MMA to be back on on television. That's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, I might go live a couple times on Saturday because it's just gonna be here by myself. Carrie's actually not gonna be here Saturday, so I'm actually I might go live on Instagram a couple times. So if anyone wants to join, feel free. I'll you know maybe talk about some stuff. Why not? See what happens, but that's gonna to do it, guys. Stuff. Yeah, stuff, <laughs> stuff, just a stuff Instagram. Um, but that's gonna do it, guys. Anything else for the for the good of the calls before we shut her down? Um. Oh, I did like a like that March Madness. Like you could vote in the story type of thing, and I forget who won. <laughs> I'm going Gonzaga. Can't stand Baylor. Going Gonzaga. Oh yeah, tonight I'm going Baylor. Uh, it's just a Texas Gonzaga. matchup, right? Yeah, I, I hate. I, yeah, no, no, I just. Well, Gonzaga's not from Texas, but yeah. No, uh, no, no, no. Gonzaga's not from Texas. No, Baylor is. I don't the, know where the fuck Gonzaga is. Can't stand is. Baylor. Gonzaga's in. I think no, Villanova's in like Philadelphia. Where Gonzaga is, might be like Indiana or something. 
I have no clue where Gonzaga is. It's somewhere uh, in northeast. No, Baylor, Baylor points tonight. They got plus four and a half. Mm-mm. Taking Gonzaga all the way. I want an undefeated season. Yeah, plus they got the dude with the stash, the handlebars. Gonzaga's in Give Spokane, me. Washington. Jesus Christ. Wow, I didn't all know right. that at all. That's crazy. Yeah, and Baylor's in Waco, Texas. So yeah. not going with Baylor. You know, you see the flag back here. You see it. You see it. I, I can't I can't go with Baylor. I got gotcha. you. One of our rivals. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. We're excited to be back. Finally, after a week off, we're back. You can find us on Saturday. We will be recapping the card once it's over. Me, Kieran, Aaron, Josh. It's always a packed show. Always fun. We always enjoy it. Uh, Kieran's continuing his Rubik's Cube because he is a genius. He can do that while he talks UFC. It's pretty pretty incredible. Um, Other than that, Find us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter, Coffee and KOs One. Make sure you hit the subscribe button for our YouTube channel. We're always posting tons of videos every single week, grinding, creating content. Um, and that's going to do it. We'll see you all next time.